valiant. This shit is like one, two, check. Okay, well I guess it's yeah, it's there. Talk Mike here. check, Mike check. Okay, so this is the podcast. Yeah, we're gonna fucking not. We're gonna run out of shit to talk about before we started. Censorship activated. I gotta be careful. Censorship filter myself a little bit. Uh, Yeah, man. Dude, just say what the fuck you want to say. All right, well that's the name of the game, then. So I'm gonna talk all kind of shit, man. Finally, whoever the fuck you want to talk about, I get to say what I want to say. No filter. So fuck. We're going to do it yeah, like this, I, I, though. I promise I won't do that. Yeah. I'm going to clear my throat. Yeah, me. man. Don't be spreading COVID on the mic and the, and the waves and shit. Hey, man. But, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, doing it like this. Hungry Radio. We sound like some fake-ass DJs. Uh, we, here we go. Here we here go. Here we go. We're, We're going to jump nervous. right into this, fucking, man. The, 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 you know, this is the first podcast episode. We've been talking about doing this shit for goddamn how long. Man. And, and it was hard for us to do this shit is because... Surreal lives in H-Town, yeah. and I am semi-retired in the beach of Corpus Christi. So right. it's going to probably, this will be the first, and then maybe like in another six months, we'll fucking do another one, maybe. Well, it's depending so, on the Hopefully people, this man. is great, like magical, fucking the greatest podcast. We're going to beat out Joe Rogan and shit on our first demo podcast. Shit, and then we get paid hey. for doing this shit, and then we'll do it every fucking y'all, twice a week. Y'all know how we do it, though, man. We <laughs> twice work. a week. You know, some lazy shit <laughs> twice a week. We get paid. We can do that bitch every day. We're like, nah. Twice a week, yeah, man. And, you know, we got money to make. We got life <coughs> shit to do, real life shit to do. But this is more for you know fans, man, because we do a lot of shit from behind the scenes and in the shadows, and don't like to shine a light on ourselves too much, man. So right, like for the fact that we've released during this as an independent label, as a label that's been kind of at a hiatus after the homie Big Jer passed away, yeah. we dropped. This 2020 was a year we were, you know, finally going to stop our uh, moment of silence for Big Jerb because we've been in, like, crazy mourning over the dude. The loss of Big Jerb, like, was personal. It was devasta- It was a devastating loss on a personal basis, mm-hmm. but, like, catastrophic for our business because Big Jerb was the main artist. Right. At Hungry Records, he was the 50% founder of Hungry Records and really ran everything. I run the studio. I make beats. I make sure you motherfuckers are organized. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, like it, it, we all got, we all got, you know, our own mindset. But definitely, the man had the plan. You know, Big Jerry was the man. Hungry Records, the brand. Yeah, he executed everything. Like he came to me with an idea. We chopped it up, and then I, you know, or I give him something. Like, hey, look, this might work. Da da da. And Jerb would take this to the streets with it and make it happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that was a catastrophic loss. We had to learn to recalibrate our uh fucking roles as a team as you know artists some artists you know artists have to change what they do so you know every people everybody had a step everybody got to step up now so back in march yeah. before this covid bullshit shut us down we were planning to launch this podcast and um do shows we was yeah. working on merch so with that said, we drop it, you know, surreal, like, fuck it, let's give them music. So we dropped 12 singles and... Yeah, back to back this whole year. And, you know, we work best under them, 
hostile and chaotic environments anyway. So it's this crazy year has been the perfect year for us to come back out, man. And, and uh, shit, like you said, man, you know, Joe was a devastating loss. Everybody kind of dealt with it in a different way, but we all coming back together full circle. And uh, shit, now it's time to get back to the music, man. This is where we're going to start it off with. And uh, first and foremost, honoring Big Jerb. Right. I like to start the shit off with like people who don't know the history so much, you know, and uh, definitely shout out to the people who's been down from day one, but like, and you everybody know, knew fucking with us. Right, right. This is more for just, you know, people that don't have the whole backstory on everything. And, and yeah, this podcast thing's been an idea since Optimal Radio. Right. If you guys are familiar with that. Big if you've shout been, out to Optimal Radio. Like, yeah, he was probably the first online radio station, Houston Press Award and winner. the first one who <clears> gave <throat> us a chance to, like, help us broadcast and bring us into the broadcast world. Because I was also a right. goal of me and Jerbs because he was such a funny motherfucker, man. Yeah. That, like, we wanted a radio show somehow and that was you know right, so right. man we chopped it up with ram and they we, got their own show um, on optimal radio yeah, actually the uh, show Spick had was, their own show they hosted i wasn't a part of it back then but i, I wasn't much of a you know uh well-spoken you know podcast host type guy i'm fuzzy like and then being you, in there you used the, to be as nervous as snoop on the g thing video <laughs> you ever notice how nervous snoop was in that video Probably, man dude he was if you look at it, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Now that, yeah. like, he's, you know, oh, yeah. my grandma's favorite rapper. And, like, the dude's, like, you know, got yeah. the most swag. You know what Man, I mean? Like, that dude tough. is, like... You gotta warm I had to warm up to the shit, because I come from a whole different... Like, like this shit was, you know, I always freestyled and, like, you know... Yeah, because you look... Like look, we, we've been homies for a minute, and you yeah. look slightly uncomfortable, because we're sitting this close, so we can film. <laughs> yeah, this, this shit, shit weird to me. It's always been weird to me, because I'm like, the entertainment part. That's why I even say, man, I'm a recording artist more than a performing artist right man. but see but you know. wait but see that's where you don't give yourself no credit though that's why like you know before big jerk passed he started to give you the reins because oh, yeah. he wanted you he wanted you to work he with me he pushed me in the spotlight right? he literally like, <clears throat> grabbed my shoulders and pushed me yeah. out on stage like let's get it he's, he know? always he told me the surreal's the guy the surreal's the guy yeah. you know Jerb spoke in like yeah. mafia terms he oh, won't yeah. tell you exactly what he wanted you to he, he, talk, what, yeah, yeah but he was like <laughs> Hey, surreal. He's the guy. You know what I'm saying? And right. then those words exactly. I'm like, all right, I know exactly what he means. Mm -hmm. He's the next dude. You know what I'm saying? So, Man. you know, uh, and I and I started. Don't get me wrong. He I gave you. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. gave you his half because like, don't nobody get it twisted. Me and surreal own the DBAs of Hungry Records. Yeah, we're fifty fifty partners in the label, right and Jerb didn't even give a fuck about that. Towards the end, toward before he passed away, we was like, "Look, let's go and, and get paperwork torch. official." And yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we we operate at a at a you know independent underground level, but we try to keep our business straight. I went to business school, you know right what I'm now. saying? And like, well, we so all know the bit. We all know the streets. Book smart, street smart over here. But but Jerry believed in me, and probably more than I believed in myself. But I, as far as like rap goes, man, I've been writing, rapping since shit early 90s late 90s whatever you know i used to freestyle over the school tapes which i had tape whatever the fuck i was always writing i got locked up at an early age so i had to write a lot of songs and shit and uh you know i came out with jeremy man you know shit he's just somebody who showed me that you could actually 
take that little talent, that little hobby, and get paid for it, make make something happen with it, you know, make a reality out of it, whatever dream it may be or whatnot. But uh, as far as that goes, man, that's what got me going, where, okay, I came out, you know, of course, my first idea was, you know, I'm going to do a bunch of songs, be a solo artist, but as soon as I met Jerb and soon Spick and all them boys in action, I, I immediately felt like, nah, man, that's, that's what I'm getting down with. They're on the same level of shit. That's what I'm trying to link up with, and and that's that's the move I got with them. And uh, shit, Jerb, you know, pushed me towards being a solo artist. And like I said, man, I, I started to see it myself. So I took my little moment of silence, but I owe it to not only Big Jerb, I owe it no, to myself. You've been and holding to it the down people. for the homie, though. No, I got that fight, like, you know. You know, like after he passed, Jerb's last album that he was working on, um, he was not even in house no more really hmm. I got maybe a handful of beats on it and I did none, none, none maybe one or two of the recordings on it me and Jerb always worked on everything since the Trust No One mixtape to that last album before he passed the uh what the fuck is the title the one that right before he passed the, no the, the one no antisocial oh, yeah one I, I did the antisocial one, I the one, you, one you did live fast die live young live fast man. die young okay right, right. I, I, I'm high as fuck yeah you know, we're right. still waking we're, up throw from last yeah, night man. man we had to set all this shit up and, uh, it's been two know. years since I had my equipment so real mm-hmm. finally brought all my shit down from Houston uh-huh. and, like we hooked up this shit it's going down but yeah. Did a couple lines and bars, <laughs> fucking killers, drinking some vodka, and good old mixed drinks. Man, and, uh, man, it's we, always a vibe. man, we was up to five in the morning making beats. Yeah, but yeah, so you know we're still a little fuzzy from last night. <laughs> um, what the fuck was I saying? Oh, but the album, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? How you been holding it down for the homie? Right. The album, he Jerb, Jerb first. He got a feature for Willie D on there. Mm-hmm. He was proving that he's. He's gonna work with everyone in the city on his own. You know what I mean? Like because it's easy to do everything in house when you got the homie to make your beats and he record for you and do all that shit. You know, yeah, it's cool. But as an artist, he was starting to grow. He was exactly. starting to get mad independent. Like like he was, you know, paying for the features and the beats and the studio time. His whole album, Live Fast. Die Young, which mm-hmm. was tatted on his arm, which is stupid why I keep stumbling over that because I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, he recorded it at the screw house, at the screw shop. It screwed up records and tapes. Right. And much love to them boys. Much by the love way, to man. them, Big man. Shout out. Big A. Big shout out. Oh. Right after Jer passed, we got phone calls. We we really didn't get a lot of phone calls from some of the homies and some of the like people that we kind of fuck with in the music business. Right. We got phone calls. I got a phone call from K Reno. Point blank called me, you know, said, man, take it easy. He couldn't believe it either. He, he, I just did a song with Point Blank, legendary SPC, man. Right. He, These guys are legends. You love, know what I mean? Man. They personally called us, man. And, you, you know, no G was up at the funeral, man. You know, I, I, I appreciate everybody who did <laughs> right. come through and genuinely show love and try to show us some support, man. But, yeah. man, the most thing I got to respect is from the screw shop, Big Bub and them. Right. They called you and they said, come get his music. Renegade. I, I put it out there, man. I was like, yeah. Uh. All right. We're, we're, we're back. Yeah. Interrupted with some bullshit. But yeah, going back to that, uh, Renegade, man. Renegade the mob. Yeah. He had uh, was working on a collaboration album with, with Big Jerb. Right. And, you know, I reached out to everybody, you know, and not everybody liked me the way they like Jerb. 
So, you know, mm-hmm. besides the point, I still said anybody that's got some big Jared music, unreleased music, I'm putting something together, not for myself, but for his family, because all the proceedings, all the monies, uh, with stream money, download money, was going to be uh, sent directly to his family through his account. So I put it out there for everybody who's worked with him to send me the music, the feature, whatever it may be. You can still use it for their project. Some guys... Not some so, guys, maybe a guy or two, yeah, uh, you know, held on didn't to honor it. to that, they didn't honor it, but I also told them that I better never hear them songs come out, and uh, them guys haven't put them songs out, so they'll remain nameless, and it's cool, but if you really respect Jerb and Rafa Jerb, you could still email me them joints. Renegade, right. the screw shop, they reached out, no hesitation, man, I came through, Quick, with and the uh, you know, man, that boy T's on the album, Will Lean's on the album, and uh. You know, Jerry had a big thing about investing in himself, of course, right. because that's that goes without saying if you're a businessman. But there's a huge misconception with people out here in the business who who persuade artists and they and they sales pitch artists invest in yourself. If really buy this from me, buy that from me. But technically, you know, a lot of these guys they don't have the qualifications to even charge that much, and there's a lot of ripping people out. It's a lot of bullshit, man. Really? You got to buy your way in, but. Jerb knew how to spend his money the right way. It wasn't with the dick riding and, you know, the features, if he did pay, it was because he really respected the person. Thank you. That's exactly what I want to say. He yeah. respected their hustle, their whole and respected the time game. in the game. He respected so, them. You know what I mean? He like, didn't necessarily even pay Nobody ever really <laughs> just told Jerb, yeah, this is my price. Right. We, we, and that's the thing. We never operated that way. We don't operate that Hungry way, Hungry wanted to be recognized for talent because there's two kind of rappers. There's one's with the budget and there's one's with the talent. And it's rare that you find the, the artists with both, really? you know. Super rare. And uh, we were the guys that did it ourselves, man. No silver spoon, no family, nothing. Yeah. We, we got investors from the streets and, you know, things went sour. That but shit for the most part, we came out of our own pocket. Really bad turn. Jerb had to right. shoot his way out of his motherfucking... And that's another true story. Uh, <laughs> goddamn, really pretty much his, his, his first rap contract. You Amazing. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, I had a lot of problems because of shit like that you know what i mean like that's yeah. that, that's another story for another one man and yeah no so just you know learning as we go like i said nobody trained us or groomed us to be just rappers as far as me and you know from what i know about jerb and as well as you meet but that's why i wanted to get spick to sit down because actually you know speaks to season vet he's got more years experience than any of us and for those that don't know who would like to know like how the origins of the whole uh, label became and all. It really started with uh, Spick and Jerb, man. And to be honest, Jerb was a, f- a fan of Spectacular. So if you're a fan of Jerb and, you know, you favor just certain artists out the group, you got to really do your research, man. Jerb, Jerb was a fan of uh, Spick. Spick produced for a, a group way before Hungry. They were well established in the nineties. Uh, yeah, back in ninety nine, two thousand, you know, kick door bandits. You right. know, like if I, you're from the north side and you was a little hard head, you were in them streets uh, and you was into you the music know, scene, you, you would know. know. Especially the Latinos, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At the time, we were pretty much the only Latinos on the north side of Houston with a CD out. Yeah. Like ninety nine, two thousand. Before that, I was in a group, Fat Texas, with uh, Sin, DLP. Um, man, so many guys. Tony Montana. It was so long ago, and I'm so high, man. I know I'm forgetting <laughs> a lot of motherfuckers, but you know, big shout out to them. Shout out to Shorty, um, who was the CEO of Fat Texas. He's like, he knew I knew. I did my research, and and 
kind of make shit happen in music, man. And and, and DJ Freestyle, because he put a lot of us together. He, he Actually, he put us together from there is where it started. You know, we did Fat Texas, the first EP together in a weekend, man, just like that. Me and DLP banging out beats. Shout everybody out to DLP, and, man. Yeah, man. DLP, yeah, he's an OG too, man. And shout out to that boy, Sin. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Snipe, Grinch, all the boys man. that came from those days. They were all working with Dope House and shit, man. And those are some heavy names, man. If you're from if you Houston, know the underground, yeah. you know about, you know, Dope House Records and um, Shut Them Down, you know, like the late, 90s, early 2000s, man, how a lot of those underground Latino rap labels mm-hmm. was doing it. The dudes who, you know, was actually putting out music on the radio, doing shows. Um, you know what I mean? And that was a really hard thing to do in those days, man. It, it, oh, it wasn't yeah. like, you know, a CD. To get a CD manufactured back then, it was a minimum of a thousand dollars for just your CDs and shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. done up like like this. Like what's uh-huh. that? You know, shout out to Lone Star Riders. We just yeah. happened to have it here and like that's why. Yeah. It was in a box of the For those that don't know, I'm on this album, on the album, album man. man. Shout out to Happy Perez and Oh yeah. Uh, Lowe's and all them boys over there, man. Rashid, Rashid's the homie, Low G. I shit, I mean I knew Rashid. I met Rashid in instant karma. There's a club on Westheimer back in like 96, 97. He was hitting on my then girlfriend who was my later on my baby mama. She was at a payphone. He was hitting, hollering at her. Like, what's oh, up, shit. girl? You here with somebody? Man, me and Rashid been homies ever since. And she said, yeah, that's him over there. He came and introduced himself to me. Oh, it's saying, hey, what's up, homie? No disrespect. Rashid. Yeah. And I was like, Rashid? You Rashid? Mr. Fingers? Rashid? And he mm-hmm. went who signed a little Troy before Dope House. No and shit. we've been cool ever since, dog. Like, Rashid He's the homie, dog. Probably can call him right now. He's, yeah. Yeah, know, he's an man. animated dude. And then now to get some real ones on this podcast, man, we're going to make a few calls, Yeah, man. We, so we might hear Rashid. My, I like to hear you chop the wood. Right, uh, man. Me and Rashid was in a group together, too, man. Dude's got some Momentum songs Mafia, together, too. I heard some of Which was another label I helped jump off. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I, I was doing my thing. Like, I was helping. That, that's why I guess that's why I was in the story before. I was, you know, I helped. Fat Texas get their first CD out. Helped kind of Shorty, kind of figure out what he needed to do in the beginning stages of a label, and they took off from there, man. And hmm. you got a lot of great legend MCs from there. Sin been doing his thing for years, and then a lot of them dudes joined, shut them down, which hmm. they done a lot of legendary shit in the city too, man. Yeah, um, I was a fan too back then, man. You you know what I'm saying? And like you know what? had a small hand and some of that and but I and I was around a lot of those dudes man and hmm. I learned a lot of shit man like um I mean, fuck this it's just how you did it back then man you How's it go back to you and uh, other fucking artists uh, like yeah I wanted to always ask like yeah man who was the the first you know like person that really just sat you down and showed you like how to really work this shit cuz I've had this man's equipment for like 2 years and I I self taught um, I can't figure this shit out for nothing but Man, you know. it, it, it was really not many people, dog. It's like you you would like, like, okay, I had a homeboy that was dating my cousin's best friend. You know, one of those kind of people. Yeah. Just a friend of some, you know, this dude came from the valley out here to Houston. Hmm. And a Mexican dude. 
uh, and he said he uh, he was a rapper, went by MC Romeo. <laughs> okay. And um, uh, he had recorded some shit out in South Texas, down in the valley, and the shit was kind of it was kind of out. He was with another dude named MC LOL. Okay. Um, I guess, <laughs> right? I, Latin on level, I think is what okay. the dude's name was. And uh, so he was kind of like the known local dude. Some story about a crazy bus crash. Damn. And like the dude saved a drowning kid from a bus crash or some wow. shit like that. And the guy made it to the news. Whoa. And then it kind of got some public buzz. And it was like their little record labels, you know, their little crew started they start putting tapes out and shit. So anyways, but I was like, oh, that's kind of dope. I'm on the rap. You telling me that shit. He's like, yeah, well, man, I got like a little setup at the crib, a little four track recorder and shit and come through and record. And it was like an older cat. Yeah. Dude, my, that's how crazy it was back in them days. Yeah. I would just go to this dude's apartment in Greensport. And it was yeah, like, yeah, I this was is before fuck, I was cell about 14. Phones. This is maybe pagers yeah, and pay phones. 14, 15 years yeah. old, dog. And like, mean. you know, I didn't Networking. live close by, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You just hop on a metro bus and go that, to this dude. networking. And no <laughs> cell phones. Like, you got to explain it or draw it on a piece of paper. Yeah, go into the apartments and go to right. here. And go to, you know what I'm saying? If you get yeah. lost, you lost, dog. Like, <laughs> you get to learn I, the city real quick, man, back in the day. Really, though. But I got yeah. on the 80, was the 86 bus. I don't even remember, man. I ain't yeah, I was a bus in a million years. I got a car real soon really? after that. Five hundred dollar hoopty, but um, yeah. bro, and that's I, that's literally how it was Just the first time. The yeah, you know, and then like I, I figured that out. Then I had another partner that you know back in my school that you know he wanted to rap too. So it was like, okay, look, this is what homeboy had. Hmm. What do we got to do so we can get our own shit? Yeah, man, we started. Doing what you do, do, robbing, breaking into people's houses, doing all the stupid juvenile shit. Uh I even try to sell crack. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, believe it, dog. I got robbed my first crack sale. (laughs) I let I let the dolphins run off with a twenty rock. Bro, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll pay you back." I was like, "All right, man." That's when you like, knew the dope oh, game was. I was so y'all ain't had no whiskers on my face, bro. I would <laughs> still smell like titty milk, man. man like they could hey, see if you're it from on Houston, me. you at least try to sell dope, at least, man. <laughs> but yeah, I ended yeah. up kind of flipping a little dope then, yeah. and then some dolphins brought us some equipment. Damn, I was like, okay, nice, so yeah. yeah, but we first we robbed our girlfriends. We had all oh, our yeah. girlfriends at school. They did it too. Was like, yeah, yeah, baby, uh, <laughs> let me let me hold that chain and shit. So you yeah. know, back in the day, you would swap jewelry with your girlfriend and oh, let, really? let the whole school know that you know, oh yeah, I belong to her. <laughs> she belong to the gang. That's how I got our first drum machine. That's how I probably got my first pistol, man. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing, dog. We wasn't like. You know, all the homies that we was cool with was criminal motherfuckers, but yeah. they heard us rapping and doing music and were like, nah, don't worry about it. We'll handle up on the dirty street shit. Y'all keep doing that because at the parties, man, like, they were digging it, huh? bro, DJ Master Shadow, shout out to that dude in huh. Greenspoint would throw the parties, man, and like, I'd help the dude carry his crates and shit, and... We was all over Greenspoint, Northcliffe Manor, up and down 1960. And every time it was a microphone, dog, I'd get on that bitch. Man, and, young, hungry, speak, man. Yeah. And that, that's, that's 
Shit, that's barely just the beginning. So you went from there, you know, and then you got to Fat Texas. And I guess the, from the end of that, that shit turned in. How you get involved with well, Kick Door? I know Kick, they were from the hood. Kick Door, they was some, they was some hood cats, man. I didn't, I didn't know them from the jump, you know. Like, we were just yeah. kind of different areas on the north side. All right. Um, they was north side Aztecs. Right. Originally, may, that game. name may ring some bells out it there. It may bring some bells to some people, and you know, a lot. And then, then a lot will make sense later on if you know. Right. Um. But yeah, it was it was a you know little squad of dudes from Northside Aztecs who, you know, wanted to do something else besides be Jack boys and sell dope and shit. Wanted to, and chaos, killer chaos, killer K. OG Killer K, right? OG KK, the OG. <laughs> yeah, you know he was in the in the crew. He was at Northside Aztec. Right. So on. some of them boys were like, "Man, this dude can wreck." The man is entertainer. If you ever get to know him, be around this dude, he'll have you entertained, laughing or fearing for your life. I can say this because I, I he was maybe the only official like kick door member I met, but uh. He's a goddamn character, he's a dude, man. Goddamn he's a fool. fool. He make you hate him and, and, and love him but probably then you're at the same laughing time. With this man. motherfucker all day. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. uh, bro. The dude was a fool. He was entertaining. But then when he was freestyle, though, though, he could wrap he, his ass up. You could not shut him up. Right. He was going and going. And going, this motherfucker was like a machine on weed, oh, bro. I got, a feature. Like, I got a feature when we first linked up. He's on one of our features, man. Yeah, he's you know. Like, I can't take that. He was on all the early hungry hard. shit, man. Yeah, like, he was. He was probably gonna be hungry at one point, man. But yeah, going, you know. But that, yeah. Um. So you know, what I mean, they decided like, man, we got to get this dude mm-hmm. in the studio. But he was too good, too. Wow, street nigga to like they'd be taking him to expensive studios and shit like that. Cause back yeah. in them days, he was known to run off with some of your equipment. Come back, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right. and then you got problems with other motherfuckers on the street and turn into some other shit. So they yeah. build, they want to build a studio. So they, they now now from here on, the story is what I've been told. So the details may get lost, but the way Kick Door Records started was. I'm not going to say names, but some of the uh, original investors in it robbed somebody for 100 pounds. Uh, yeah, and that's pretty that much, money, I'm not, yeah, I'm going to leave the details out. It was, it was, it was, it was always dirty money involved. Right, say. and so they built a studio and they needed right. an engineer. Well, actually, they, they Sergio went to Guitar Center when he got, you know, however the, magically the cash came, I'm not saying who was what, but he went to Guitar Center with the cash and met a guy named Celos, Carlos, who was the engineer on Lone Star Riders. A lot of people in the early, you know, dope house know who Celos is. Shout out to the homie. Shout out. Met him. He sold him all the equipment, set him up, helped him design the studio, um, just, you know, got them rolling. And uh, and me and CeeLo's knew each other. I, you know, it's crazy. I don't really remember how I met this dude. But I know the guy, great guy. We're good, you know, we're good he friends. He's cool and a fan. I just He's, met him the other yeah, day, Yeah, Surreal just recorded at his, his studio, his Definitely. new joint, man. And y'all going to hear Y'all going to fucking love it. Um, So, yeah, me and CeeLo's knew each other. 
and we was chopping it up. I was in the game trying to sell beats, establish myself as a producer. I had done some things. I produced for a Christian artist, IBC. Shout out to the homie IBC. Hmm. He showed me a lot of love, man. This was my real first paid gig. I produced this dude's whole album. He never not once heard any of my beats. He just, hmm. I, he just, I, I just told him like, bro, don't even worry about it. I can, I can make them. It was like, I didn't even have any equipment. It's like, just get me to a studio in front of some equipment. I'll figure it out. And we ended up making this man's first album. It came out jamming. It's called The Last Days. I mean, if you know, you know. It's underground. It's out there. But um, uh, anyways, yeah. And, and after I did his album, he got a little deal. He took me to Guitar Center. I bought a shitload of equipment. Some of the equipment I still have to this day. This was like mm-hmm. 96, 97. Damn it. 97, whatever. Yeah. Um, so uh, I ended up with some equipment. I, you know, figured out how to make some beats. I'm starting to sound professional. You know, I got the MPC. I got the motherfucking uh, uh, XP, the Roland XP30. I'm banging beats out. I'm getting the master in the MPC. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, Carlos had Celos. Uh, had his, his his little equipment and shit, and he was learning. We had the same shit, and we was both kind of at the same spot. We learned to make beats. He was getting real heavy into the engineering side of, of audio. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, since I knew SPM from, you know, back in the days, I didn't know how I you know, told that story, but whatever. Um, SPM had just started to um, get his money from selling CDs through Southwest Wholesale, which I know because he showed me his first check stub, dog. It was that's crazy. Little over ten SPM's grand. First that dude check. showed me his his one of his first rap checks from Southwest wow. Wholesale yeah. was over ten racks. So he set up the dope house where it's local, where it's uh, currently located now, um, and you know he had, he had, he had us come through there. He had was buying the studio. From Shatoro, which was the engineer where he recorded his early shit, Hillwood and all I that. I heard shit. a lot about Shatoro too, man. Yeah, Shatoro, uh, man. He did shit for UGK. Right. Um a lot of rap a lot people. Uh I think his wife He was the original producer for yeah. us, SPM. And his it, wife it, was an engineer his, as well. His huh? wife was a producer. His wife, man, Bernie, wow. made beats. And I think that's and who that's made all the beats on Hillwood. Wow. Yeah, I gotta ask around because the beats on here would always sound different. I know Filet and Dopey crazy. had a little something to do That's with crazy, all those beats, man. but uh, uh, yeah, but, making beats again. Dude, yeah, he he was an Asian cat and his wife was an Indian lady and she made some fucking dope beats. I, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, dude, she made some beats on UGK shit. Yeah, the early shit. That's always been my favorite production of this, especially the <laughs> yeah. Hillwood album. Well, man. that's the studio the SPM bought. Yeah. After okay. he got his money, like he was making some paper and like shit started happening. Oh, shit. So he bought that studio. He was already recording there. He knew what the sound was. You know what I'm saying? And no doubt. Toro fucking sold him the whole studio and he, he picked three people. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of were just there. It was me, Shadow, and CeeLo's. Mm. And, you know, we all went to lunch to chop it up with Toro because, you know, Carlos knew that look, these guys make beats. They know how to fuck with this shit. I want Shatoro to teach somebody to run this shit for me. Yeah. So, of course, you know, him and Shadow go back way back. They're the homies. They've been working together a million years. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we just kind of happen to be there. 
I don't remember exactly how it was, man, but SPM took us to lunch with him and Shatoro, and then we all sat down. We ate and chopped it up, and Shatoro was like, okay, uh, you know, he talked to us. He kind of picked our brain to see what we knew, and he was mm-hmm. like, okay, I like y'all, man. Yeah, I'm going to teach y'all whatever. Y'all, y'all are cool. Yeah. So, you know, longer story, long, shortish, but I... Right. I, I Celos and Shadow ended up doing that gig, and since Celos was building the studio, Kick Door, they expected him to be their main engineer, okay. but it was you know never really agreed to be that. I don't know. That's between them. Right. So I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna, you know, I went over there and just kind of, you know, met them dudes. Was like, okay, cool. Y'all got a studio. Nobody run it. I don't know how to run all this shit, you know, but. I told him, like, you know, I'll try. You know, yeah. I got my own little shit. I can come through with beats. Yeah. I knew how to cut the mic on. You know what I'm you know saying? Because I knew how to record on the four track from back in the days. Yeah. I'll plug some shit into one and see if sound makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, you know, I don't give a fuck. Just let's do it. You know? And yeah, then, that's uh, what rapping back then, too, though. It's not that's the, beats, dog, that's how we're doing it right now, side. though. Look, man, we got $10 fucking podcast mics. Right. These aren't the mics we record our music with. But, nah, you know, it's just, just something to get the little yeah, point across. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? saying? Like, I want a fucking iPhone recording the video part of it. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we just man. make the shit happen, dog, because you just love to do this shit. And it's weird because, like, the whole story, man, with your whole shit, like, it's surreal, bro. Like, anything you yeah. set your mind to, it's done kind of just physically appeared. And any, any goal you set out to, you know, achieve, you've done it. I know your bucket list, bro. You done scratched the shit off. Man, like I've this. done a lot of shit that I always set out to do. And just, you know, like, I want to yeah. put out a CD. I want to own my own label. Yeah. want to have my own studio. Shit, I, I wanted to fucking, you know, rock at the House of Blues. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, goes I, down. you know, I wanted to meet 3-6 Mafia. And that, and that, and his music, we done all that shit. I got to work with a lot of the artists that I grew up listening to. Dude really has, though. I mean, like, uh, Icy Hot. Now, oh, I, man, the street, uh, street Military. Shout out to I've Icy Hot, I've been a fan man. my whole life in Street Military, and, you know, Spit got history with him. I, so. I, I'll tell you a quick little story with Icy Hot, man. While we're working on Fat Texas music, um, Shorty, big shout out to Shorty for this, man. This was something real pivotal in my music career as a producer. You know, Shorty paid, had told me he paid Icy for a beat. He was going to work on it tonight. Here's a QP. Go smoke it with him and learn as much as you can from him. Bro, me and Icy Hot smoked the QP in one night in Philly Titans. Right. Big boys, if y'all don't know, this way no, it's like three Rillos no, and one. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, it was Reggie back in the day, shit. but it was that good H Town shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that motherfucking man. that goddamn big old brick. Th- what they call the popcorn bud? No, the damn kind bud type shit. They yeah, had like we ain't really have dro back in them days, but it was a fucking quarter pound, bro. Yeah, you can get high that. Titans all day. Hot, got high as. Shit, dude, and he hmm. fucking. I was rolling blunts all night, and he was getting down. He was making beats on the ASR10 back then. And no. for the producers that know, it's it's, it's what Kanye and Timberland still use. But this dude was pimping that fucking thing, like it, it was. It was just fucking smooth, flawless. The way this guy was making beats. Some producers stop, and then they, you know change some things up, hit some buttons, do some things, and then they keep going, fuck no, dude. This motherfucker made a beat. It was like a fucking mixtape. Like, he Cutting it, up. It uh-huh. would start with the metronome, click, 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 and they playing the drums or whatever. 
Then while that shit was going, it, he was, you know, working the equipment and then he was playing the keys on that bitch. But it never stopped. It just built. Mm-hmm. And it kept building. And then like at the end, he plugged the fucking guitar into that bitch, hit record on the on the on the fucking workstation. This dude had that much sample time on an ASR eighty eight that he started playing the fucking guitar into Damn. the you know what I mean? And like and the guitar into the God fucking damn. keyboard. Dude, that's a genius move, man. He See, didn't plug the shit into genius. the console and run it through foot pedals or right. I don't know. I think he might have might have had a couple of distortion pedals, but it was going into the sampler. Damn. While it was playing live. Most motherfuckers had to set that up and do you know most people don't understand what any of that shit means. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I lost a lot of motherfuckers on some of that, that shit. Let's <laughs> get to talking that nerdy tech talk, but, man. But I'm, I'm all for it. But if you know, you know. Dog, he didn't stop, bro. He played guitar and then boom, stopped it, saved it. That's a And I swear to God, he made a whole track in a few minutes. Oh, yeah. And then we was out. Smoking them blunts, bro, and like got to chop it up with him. And man, the dude always been a real cat to me. Like, yeah, I mean, anytime you see me, show me love, man. Dude, I'm gonna tell you like this: he showed me love on the strength. Legend, speak. man. And we did a show in the hood one time with goddamn <laughs> uh, the whole hood. You know, all the all the, all the real ones was there, man. Street man said, "I said how was DJ?" We went to oh, go do a show shit. <laughs> and fucking. <laughs> Spin comes up drinking with a drink and man, the man spilled a drink on Ice Guy's turntable. Yeah. A table, not the, 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 no, the turntable, the turn. but the table where his shit was set up on it. He didn't even did. get mad. He, he was, was like, say, he, he like, Spick, man, you know, but on some cool homie type shit. Because I was, man. look, I'm the type that if, you know, I'm there to do something, <laughs> I always ask yeah, the DJ what he's drinking, drinking you and know? then I come back <laughs> and I bring you that. He asked me for a beer. He didn't even ask me. I said, big, man, what you drinking? He said, Heineken or something. Here, and I'm all, you know, big, clumsy, goofy <laughs> motherfuckers just vibing out to the music. I'm drinking my beer and it was just one of those spots where they're giving you open cups. Right. No, it was a bottle. Whatever the fuck it was. And I went to like hand it to him or something <laughs> and he wasn't watching and I spilled the motherfucker all over Icy High fucking uh, but I'm like yeah. DJ set up like, while hey, the show was going on while he was mixing his shit man, man, he just laughed it off the average man. motherfucker got molly walking hey, that bitch that's street military man for, for the homie yeah, to just laugh it off and show, show my boy some love I'm like hey man spit good man and, and, I, and I run across a lot of people man that, that, that you know his name Holds a lot of merit, man, and, and, and like good people, you know, we got a good name out here in the street, man, and speaks reputation is just deep. It's just crazy because paid a little bit of dues, man. Yeah, because a lot of people, you know, well. like like I said, we don't really like to toot our own horn over here, but for people that see me and what I'm doing, you can't really look at me and, and give me any cards without looking back at where I come from, man. I came out under German Spick. And that's why, you know, it's been crazy for me. But just getting my introduction out here, getting my feet in the game. Like, I, I soaked up a lot of game from these two guys, man. There's some legends out here. So, I just want people to know the kind of shit I be knowing, man. Like, shit. And you right, run into, like, we, Big Mo through Icy Hot Oh, right, shit, right. You know yeah, me and Icy Hot. I was saying that one before, too. I was, well, it was around that time, too, man. We went to a party in Galveston. Lifestyle. The, the the rappers they was um they was popping they was right. radio play they had a that. they had a party going on so like okay you know fat Texas, we the new you know latin crew in the in the city you know they want to show us some love they invited a couple of us over there but 
they fucked up and invited the wrong one because that boy Shorty, who was the you know the 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 owner or whatever what do you call it the CEO or you yeah, know yeah, the yeah. guy, but yeah. he was he was a hood cat dog. He got drunk. They called us to come get this boy because he. Northside dudes, man. They don't know how to act. <laughs> Northside niggas are wild. And I, and I say that, like, if you heard of Kick Door, they were probably like the Mexican street military of the Northside, bro. Man, they we kind of try to be. I, 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 I think for, for a long time as a rapper, I wanted to be KB the Kidnapper so bad. Hey, man. For real. <laughs> man, it was the dopest And, and for you, you know what Cass New Wave is, man? Go back and do your yeah, history, man. Because I know history. I know you guys probably don't know all the dope-ass talent that came out of Houston, man. This town you know, like, didn't just used to be Bro, like, there, there's there, there's no KB the kidnapper down. of 2020. There's no gangster nibs coming out yeah, of 2020. Music I mean, was, go back and look at what came out of Houston, man. There was some talent. Music was real man. different. The original H Town rap music yeah. was real. Like, you gotta know street military if you out here, bro. You gotta yeah. know certain people, man. Well, yeah, you know man. Well, I was with Icy Hot, right? We went to go pick Shorty up in yeah. Galveston. Yeah. We went to go kind of. You know, go calm homie down. <laughs> and, um, man, we went, and then he had, he was pouring 40s on the ground. Oh, and shit. He was talking bad. Up. Like, you know, just, it was, you know, so it was only, you know, so me and Icy, Icy, he was cool with Icy, how to respect him, man. So he, yeah. Icy, I was like, man, let's go, dog. Let's, you know, and, and so, anyways, yeah, before I say too much, mm-hmm. right? On. <laughs> yeah, so we left. We dragged him out, man. And as we were leaving, we were we were so deep that we had to ride on the back of a pickup truck for some reason. Straight <laughs> it up, Mexican shit, yeah. man. Put it up. <laughs> I see how jumping in the back of the pickup truck, <laughs> and then a car pulls up right next to us. That's good. Big old cool ass dude come out that motherfucker. I said, I go, hey, that's Mo. I'm like, I thought, you know, he's talking about Mo, one of his homies from the hood or some shit. Man. From the north side. Like, you know, he said, no, that's Big Mo. Mo, yo. Big Mo. Like, again, I'm from the north side. I'm very not so familiar with the underground screw tapes. Just yeah. the shit that came out in the stores. And back then, you didn't see shit. faces like that. You, they exactly. were happy to unseen. So, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and then he said, no, nah, Big Mo to be on the screw tapes. When he said screw tapes, I'm like, okay, I know I heard him. So I'm like, okay, right. cool. He said, yeah, come, come meet him with me. And we jumped out the back of the truck. <laughs> and he called him over there and said, Mo. And the dude started walking back like, oh, fuck. Man, who the fuck is this crazy? Mo, yo. But <laughs> the dude kind of came back. And then we jumped out the back bed of this truck on the dude like like we were going to rob him or some shit. Uh, he, he was cool as ice, bro. Man, they play him. And then, you know. I see how it introduced himself, or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It introduced me to him, and was like, dude was cool as fuck. He was going to that party. Right, we had just got party. kicked out of oh, and shit. And we didn't get kicked out of there. Been, yeah, we you know, the could have had a relationship, man. But, you know, R.I.P. to the homie, man. That it's was just, crazy, man. It's just like how everything kind of come full circle, man. If you meant to do this shit, like, it's always going to present itself to you, man. That's kind of why I took the name Surreal, and this is... Everything that happens in this shit is crazy, man. Right. It's like, ain't no such thing as coincidence, like Big Jerry used to say, man. Not at so, all, man. I mean, Texas big as fuck. The chances of you just coming Houston, across any period. artist, period. Yeah. And the oh. way the dude used to network back in the day, that shit's unheard of. Like, everything Muhammad dude, just said, you man. You had to be out, and from, you had to, like, go meet people, right. and you had to. There's one thing, man, that a, that a guy told me once. It was an older guy, you know, when I was a youngster, man. He was trying to give me a little guidance. 
And he was like, what do you want to do with yourself? I'm like, I, I want to fucking rap. I want to, you yeah. know, make beats. I want to be a musician. I want to put, I want to put this shit out, you know? And he's like, okay, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. Right. He's like, well, go ask somebody who knows. Definitely. Like, yeah. How the fuck do I do that? He said, well, do you know of people in the, around somewhere close? Or is there a phone number on the back of, uh, you know, an album that you could call? And that shit really was a thing. Like, even Jared's first CDs, his number was on that bitch. Yeah. Uh, personal direct line. I mean, I'm That's coming. That's exactly how I met SPN. I was going to get to that with you, man. Because, see, back in my day, walking to school, you know, around Cloverleaf, catching the elementary buses, you would see Aldi, Scarface, yeah. all their posters just flattered. Every vacant store, telephone poles, all that <clears> shit. So you could actually call them numbers if you were hungry and, it was these and maybe find actual some. numbers. Dope, yeah. Dude. On a Hillwood tape, because that's all I had. I, well, found I had it. that tape, too. That was yeah. As a matter of fact, I I bought it from SPM at a car show. That's way before Mike Jones put his number. Yeah, right. <laughs> was, yeah. This was real way live numbers, was, bro. You can call it. I called it. I bought it from him at a car show. Um, oh, oh, fuck. Low power mode. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's still going. Yeah. All right. So I'm about to go get up and find a charger. But anyways, yeah, I, I bought the tape from at the car show. Um, Damn. And it, I used to always buy all my shit. I would look at it. If it looked like it was from Houston, or if I flipped it on the back, it had a Houston address, Houston phone number, I want to support it, dog. I love local music. Yeah. Always. Dope. Always. Yeah. From the same area, breeze and everything. Yeah, you you know, one of my first cassettes I owned was really deep controversy. It said Fifth Ward. I had mm. a, yeah, it was a homeboy of mine I went to school with. Say he was from Fifth Ward. I was like, oh, this is from where my homie's from. Really deep, really deep. So I, you know what I mean. So after that, I just started buying local shit. So years man, later, my boy and linked with Willie D and all kind of shit. So yeah. So crazy, man, man, like I, I fucking started calling mm-hmm. all those phone numbers. I met with uh, X Bam Records. Huh. Um, they didn't want to hear my demo. They didn't want to <laughs> Puerto Rican rapper. Most people in Texas back in those days, they didn't even know the fuck a Puerto Rican was. <laughs> what are you rapping about again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You they, they thought I was a Mira, Mira, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they just, you know, they only knew one rapper in the city, one Latin rapper in the city back then, that was Grim. Like, if you ain't go hard as Grim, man, nobody want to hear you. Dope, you know what dope. I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's shit. And at this, by this time, my first demo was done by Mike B, the producer of um, Trinity Garden Cartel, Big Mike. You um, went to the top dogs when you got out dude, there. But I was calling on the back of those tapes. So I called on, on the it. back of the tapes for Sex Fiends. Uh, they remember that, hey ho, mm. talking about hey ho. <laughs> yeah, you was I called there. Two Cold Records, which was who put Sex Fiends out back in that day. I called that number Damn. and the dude, Van Curry, he called me back. Like, yeah, man, so whatever you want to do, blah, blah, here's the price, 500 Okay, so, man, I was a fucking kid. I had a job at Taco Bell. Had to go get it, man. Shit, somebody slipped up and left the safe unlocked at Taco Bell, and I got that $500 <laughs> to do my first demo it, with Mike B, dog. You better believe it. And, uh, yeah, man, that, that, man that's you how got, You got to do, you gotta do what bro. you got to fucking do, man, for real. You know what I mean? so. that's what, yeah, when motherfuckers tell me, like, yeah, I'll do anything, whatever. Man, man you got to show what me. What you willing to do? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, talk, 
you know, I did, you know, I paid for my demo. After I had that demo, I kept calling motherfuckers to hear my demo, to hear my demo. Yeah. I fucking, I called South Park Mexican house, or I didn't know it was his house. It was in his house. And somebody was like, all right, hold on. And they yelling, but Carlo, somebody go get Carlo. Somebody on the phone for him again. Or some Real professional shit. Like, shit. Yeah, like, you know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Like, you can hear people and shit. Like, this was his man's home number. Yeah, some someplace he laid his head at. Dope, dope. And like, yeah. he got on the phone. Yeah. I was like, this Dope House Records? Yeah. You know, they, they were like, was like, well, man, dude, I got this demo tape. You know, I want you to check it out. You know, I want to get signed with you. You know what I'm saying? I like your shit, da da da. And, you know, I was like kind of starstruck on the farm, actually talking to the talking man to the on man. the fucking tape. Beast, He's like, yeah. all right, well, you got a car? I was like, yeah, I got a car. Come pick me up. Damn. I was like, all right, wrote down the address. He told me kind of how to get there, man. I was living in Umbo at the time. And to he South Park. Went to, we went to, we went to, we went to Southeast. Southeast. This is his mom's like, crib in Southeast, yeah, okay. where we went to go yeah, I've been speak there. with his people over there. Yeah. So, all the way over there, I ain't never Damn. fucking went nowhere. No GPS south, or nothing. No GPS, no map quest. Fucking <laughs> barely knew how to read a map. But. Could barely drive. I just got my license. And yeah. I, I ain't had insurance, you know what I'm saying? Wow, I was man. in a hoodoo that I ain't know that bitch was gonna make it home, bro. But yeah. put a little gas tank, get some fucking. That was back when you know you can get the the, the coins from out your couch and fill the tank up and shit. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, yeah, with cheap. Get a man. get a quarter well, shit, tank. Even of in them days, you could do a gas run and shit. They really wouldn't even care. You could pump yeah. gas and drive the fuck up. Fuck, <laughs> I done did the moves back. Here you go, deal. Yeah, yeah. Let me fill up on pump ten. Burn the fuck out. Well, cameras weren't everywhere. None of that. None of that yeah. shit. So yeah, man. Like I went out there, dog, and met him, and you know he kind of showed me. Game. I drove him around for a long time. They were like, oh, fucking, yeah. we like. I was like, he was training day. He ass. was like Mr. Miyagi, <laughs> me, yeah. my ass. Like this is young punk kid just yeah, calling yeah, me out yeah, the blue. Yeah. Want me to hear his fucking piece of shit demo? Stick the chauffeur, man. That's my driver. You Get away, driver. Was, the demo was hard too, man. Like yeah. it was, it was actually kind of hard. Well, uh, I believe it. The yeah, demo yeah, got me into a few doors because, like, people were like, so he "Yeah, jammed, he actually right. jammed it." He did, he yeah, does. we listened to it and shit. And just, so that's why he could tolerate me because I was a young, fucking Hungry wiry motherfucker, motherfucker asking right. questions and just, you right. know, just all in the mix. This is where I shouldn't have been. You no. know what I'm saying? Yeah, just a yeah, young yeah. pup. And um, but he yeah. could tolerate me because I went you got through the effort that. of actually yeah. putting up. You know. Get, putting up my own money and getting my demo done. I had a backpack full of rhymes like when I met you. You know what I'm saying? It was mediocre at best. But, you know, and my beat skills was not so great. It was real plain. And, you know, he but knew Tanner was there. He was like, he this motherfucker, there. you know, he's willing to do something. So, right. you know, like, uh, you know, he showed me how to fucking slang CDs and tapes and shit wherever. Dog. Hey, this dude sold music everywhere we went. We were standing in Burger King one day I don't think we even had enough money to get the whole meal. We was just going to get some 99 cent Whoppers type shit. <laughs> but this dude had CDs in his pockets. So me and him was talking and he just kind of broke the conversation and he started talking to the people in front of us in line. Then he would talk to him and say, hey, y'all heard that new South Park Mexican? 
Right. And they was like, who? No. I said, man, that's South Park Mexican. That dude goes hard, man. That means Selling this shit in third person. And he like, fucking, yeah, dog. Like, if it wasn't even him. And he he's a business man. Pull it out his pocket and he put it in her hand. That's one thing that's like big times with the salesman thing. Like, if you ever sold anything in your life, you know, you put that piece of product in their hand and they touch it. It's like a psychological thing that, like, it's already yours, homie. You just got to give me money for it now. Nah, that's dope. So that boy yeah, put it in their hand. Let them check. Check it out, feel it, and all the whole nine, and they was giving them bread, and we ate mm. great at the Burger King that no, day. Man, that's from him shit. selling a couple CDs that's to people in line. Shit, though, man. Like, so that right there was to spark it off. Like I saw it with my own eyes, dog. All that Miyagi shit driving this dude around to go to liquor stores and to buy weed and yeah. whatever the fuck he was doing, having him run around town. He made me wait in the car while he had sound waves dropping off CDs and shit. You know what I'm saying, yeah, like. You man. know, that right there was like the first lesson. I was like, okay, cool, man. I know, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, got hung out a little bit after that shit, man. Learned some things. You know, went to man. jail for a little bullshit. And then, you know, he taking off with his music. I was, you know, doing some other shit, dog. And, but it's just crazy, from that dude, man. you know, from yeah. that moment of seeing this dude actually make money and this is what I wanted to do in my life. And he touched that deal, man. Yeah, right. You know, and that's, got to it. Yeah. It showed you it could be done. And, and I that, think, yeah, and that's why one of the reasons why Hungry Records exists right now. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because yeah, yeah. like I saw that this dude did it on his own. Right. He told me like, you know, just what he did first. He got shirts. He got, you know what I mean? And like, you know, dog, it's cool. And from that, I, you know, I, I met uh, a lot of people, dog. Like, you know, he had me up at um, he had me drive him up to a jam down studios. Oh, jam down! Oh, shit, it's full. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, we, well, we, we got we another just, video. Well, jam down was popping too. That jam was another down, label back where, in the day. Right, that's where most hated was. Signed See, I'm to. so young. I'm gonna tell you like this. I had that collection of tapes from my sister's crazy ass ex boyfriend. Man, I was living in Cloverleaf in the '90s, a little bit on the north side too, but on the east side, majority of the times where I spent. And we still heard what was going on north side, south side, and shit, dog. Yeah. Like, you know. Right, and I don't think that's why I was received well anywhere we went, because I was like, just some fucking annoying-ass north side dude. It's, it's, I didn't even smoke, The city bro, seemed much bigger back then. I was taking you know motherfuckers to, like, go buy sacks. Right. And, like, you know, like, I was even throwing in on sacks, and I wasn't even hitting the shit. Like, yeah. I was a youngster, dog. I ain't even really smoked then. Yeah, but Jam you know Down was saying? one of them ones. And then Jam Down, too. he he took me there, and that's why I met Grim and uh, Most Hated right after the aggravated thing. Yeah, like they after, after tapes, they broke up from that. I like, it, and it, yeah, so I met them cats and, you know, established relationship with, you know, Grim and Shadow and them, and they just kind of let me Sit around, watch them make beats That's and shit. Dope. See, and, I knew about but all the strength of my demo though. All that demo because yeah. uh, Patrick, the the owner of Jam Down, yeah, was like had asked like, man, who the fuck is this dude? Yeah, so like, oh, some rapper trying to get on. He got a demo, hmm. so like he was like, all right, we'll play it, and we played it. And everybody was like, all right, it's, it's all right. So it kind of solidified me. Like, all right, he's trying to do something. We gotta have some product <clears> in hand though. And then from there. Patrick was like, all right, you really want to get on? Well, here you go. Mm. He gave me a stack of Aldi CDs, mm. gave me Aldi vinyls, uh, Triple Threat, which was one of the underground groups that Damn. from... Uh, that's Screw's brother, Aldi, though. Right. You know? 
Triple Threat was a I had the tape back in the days. I'm telling you, I'm an underground connoisseur. Right. So he gave me he gave me that. He gave me um what else they had put out? Screw like what just some shit that they had out. And he was like, Well, here, go back to your high school on the north side and out with the Nimitz High. And he um it was like, here, go promote this shit for me. You know what mm. I mean? And, you you know, you can come back and get some more. So he kind of like was telling me, like, you going to hang around, homie. You got to do something. Some work, you know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, cool. Plenty of work. I'll learn from these dudes. I'll do whatever the fuck it took. You know what I'm saying? Like, that got me to where the engineer, Mark Kidney, who if you know who that dude is, he's done fucking shit for everybody. He's, he still makes and mastering dope house music to this day. He was he's the head engineer at um uh digital service at one time. Um uh what's Sugar Hill. Oh Sugar Hill? Yeah. Oh yeah, they were. You know what I mean? Like the dude, if you look up his name, you look at who this white boy is, man. He he well he he was the engineer for most hated at the time. Right. At that studio. And so like he let me kick back and just, just soak up the on day. just and just as long as I stayed out of the way. You know what I'm saying? And when everybody would break out, was out, he would like, yeah, he would kind of answer my questions like, yeah, this, that, and the other. You know what I mean? And so like, dude, like. That's crazy, you know, that you got, you know, you put in hella work. That was what networking was like pre-fucking Yeah, it wasn't being all in the DMs, let's collab, bro. And and you can fake it to make it these days so hard, dog. Like, you can can literally just go rent clothes in a car, take a picture, then inbox your favorite damn rapper, make it look like you popping and all. But back then... Those guys actually owned slabs. The grills were real. They was expensive. Yeah, man. It wasn't the, the, the production of putting your album together music really cost money. It, dude, it caused back then man, to make music. I believe because it. like you know, you know those you know we'll say the good old days because like producers was getting an unknown producer could get from five hundred to a thousand dollars a track. Mm-hmm. You know, just a mediocre track just because you had the equipment to provide somebody an original and, and they did really well without being so egotistical because like like he said man didn't even recognize Mo but a lot of these guys had music out without being seen there wasn't big like production video companies till way later in the day yeah. so and for all these guys like most hated and all that I know I had them taped when I was going up too but oh, that yeah. fucking that cover had so many niggas on the cover that like I don't know who was who by face right. but I knew them when they got man. on the mic and shit yeah and they, they actually, man, like, they was cool cats, man. Like, yeah. you know, they they, yeah, they still, recognized that I was a young, hungry dude. Right. And, like, you know what I'm saying? And, I still you know, I got, to cats, be, I got to be cool with Filetto and, and Loco. Yeah. Shadow. You know, I, I, I very yeah. rarely spoke with Ike, man. But, you know, right. Grim was but, always cool, man. And, you know what I mean? So, me, like, they're the pioneers. So, if you're young right. or you might the the you got to go back and pay homage, man. Yeah, and the Southeast Latin sector, they was the first Latinos, you know what I'm saying, they to come out. It. So, so I wonder, you know, it, it, it's, and you, you it's a mob the, mentality. You know right. what I mean? Go pay homage. The north side, that's right. a bold move. Right. Dude, and I would show up one deep. I ain't have no crews. That was actually you know a beef saying? at one point where you couldn't go you from couldn't second ward to DH yeah, or even none of that none shit. shit in Houston, but man. I was doing it in the name of music. You well, know, like what you saying? said, like, like some mob shit. Yeah, because I mean, my 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 tape 
was some fucking north side shit. I right. talk a lot of north Bro, side. I could, I could hear Greens Point, this, that, or whatever. But like Fuck, you said, like like it was, it was like a shit. mafia mindset because, you know, like you said, the dude gave you a QP, said, go sit down, chop up with Icy Hot. That was networking. Fuck yeah. Uh, SPM, come pull up on me. Let's ride around. That was networking. Right. See, you know, it ain't, hey, bro, bro, let's take some pictures together. I'm going to email you something. It's like, nah, nigga, nah, listen, man. get out of here. If you want to go feature, you want to get on somebody's shit, you no, got to be there. Those were the yeah, hungry sure days. Up. I wouldn't say that the good old days. Those were the hungry days. Today, yeah. you could you could fucking save your two or three paychecks and tomorrow be a rapper. And, right. and, and it's just hungry. We don't fit in with the flaccid flow and the gimmick shit. And I got much love, man. Screw and Swish out. All that was the soundtrack, the backdrop of, of my upbringing. You know, that shit was all in the background my whole life. Yeah. I'm from the east side, so why, I, you can't question why I don't like, I, that's the culture, that's Houston's culture, but uh, Hungry's Houston culture without, I don't know them guys personally, so I never rap screwed up and syrup and slow-mo candy right. paint, because I didn't come for the, I jammed that shit, but that wasn't my circle. I was doing a whole different kind of lifestyle. On right, the no, side, the north so. side, the music was different too. Right. You know, like, I mean, if, if people not from Texas Houston's could understand, Houston yeah. is huge. You know, the north side is like its own city or state. The south side, the yeah, southwest. Yeah, tell me there's north side and there's northeast. Right, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and then there's yeah, northwest, yeah, Spring really. Branch. Yeah, and, and I'm and deep in shit. northwest too. That's you know? my second home So it's, it, it, everything's huge. So like people not from Houston, you have to see it like New York, Jersey, Philly, East mm -hmm. Coast. You know what I mean? Like they all have their own. The sectors, man. Like their that. own swag, their right. own sound. You know what I mean? Some motherfuckers from this area don't get along with these people right. just because it's been that way for his, as you know, as far as history goes and the whole nine. But yeah, it's always like that. It was dangerous back in the 90s to just run it around fucking these neighborhoods, man. And, you know, a lot of musicians, man, they hood cats. So, right. you know what I'm saying? You go pull up on somebody. You need to go to the projects. Mm -hmm. You got to go someplace. And then, you know. And have your shit and, together. And back in those days, man, buying weed was like you buying machine guns. Like, <laughs> real talk. Nah, you had to yeah. go to some real shady spots of town just to yeah. go get a nick sack, homie. Like, for real. Like, oh, damn, man. I just need to smoke. You know, just burn one, whatever. Fuck here, yeah, take me over here somewhere and off Jensen. Then you gotta true. pull up and, a, and you got and you gotta give it to these OG producer engineers too, man. Cause I I just met CeeLos the other day through through Spick. You know, he referred yeah. me to go record and this is Solid a man dude, who's man. recorded SPM's albums and we, we just had the conversation because you know the difference between today's music and, and, and you know, prior to the back in the day and shit, it's, it's not so much that the content's changed. It's just the way people listen to music is different. It's man. way different. I mean, that's why, like, everything that we produced last night, there's no song over, there's no three minute song. There's no three verse nah. song. None of the new shit. And this is something we're probably telling people that. You know they don't know, but 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 since we we started at the beginning, is we we was it was back when we were writing three sixteen bars, and then three hooks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe a bridge. That shit is over now. The yeah, now you just going there and just one liner and echo ad lib shit. It's right. different. It's and, still and, dope. And, 
I'm, but you know, like it, it's. But it, these guys who are engineers from the '90s, they had to learn some shit. I'm oh, talking man, about all this equipment in front of me, bro. Equipment. I can't. I, I've had it. I've, I've had. I've had space equipment the past couple months and trying to teach myself. This shit ain't easy. And so you know, for the younger rappers that's coming out, man, you might want to go to the to the vets. They may know something that the younger dudes may not. Not not taking nothing away from the newer guys, but I'm just saying and the new technology. All this beautiful. shit that they have to learn, uh, man. And nowadays you can just do it on the laptop yeah, and somebody could have started making beats six laptop, months ago I got or been a gear. producer two years ago who don't even all the equipment is built into his computer so it's like fuck yep. I made bangers you know, on fucking iPhone yeah, and on, I mean, on the tablets I ain't shit. taking nothing away from that you can actually do it it's, 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 yeah. it's dope it's, I like it but what I'm saying is it's, it's kind it. of fucked up for the people who put in 10, 20 years of learning and spending thousands on man. equipment man yeah. and now that shit Whatever is just, anybody get know, a chance to YouTube or whatever that I just spit Corona all over my mic. <laughs> uh, this a song by K. Reno called "House of the Enemy." One, it's mad relevant right now Today. with all the fucking shit going on in the world. And yeah. it was a few years back. Oh, that's and a two right there. is K. Reno. What's up? I, yeah, shout out to the wizard. I made that beat on my fucking iPhone. When you listen to that beat. You're gonna say House bullshit. of the Enemy. House of the Enemy. Okay, we know. Google House it, man. Of the enemy. You know, I may play a snippet. I may edit a snip. Oh, it. Hungry Records joint produced on his iPhone oh, was yeah. the one featuring Low G on on Big, Big Jerk Antisocial. Yeah, we got a song called History in the Making with uh, Low G, and uh, yeah. he made that on the iPhone, man. So it's I nothing think we're against glitching. it. Hold on I, a sec. Let me let me yeah let me stop and then we'll keep going. Right. Yeah, we'll okay we. We'll, so we basically, gotta, oh shit, man, we on. glitching or what the fuck's going on? The clock's still rolling, but yeah, I don't, it's just I don't got a little delay. It looked like maybe. okay. So <clears throat> overall, what I'm getting at is just uh, you know, if you're up and coming in the game, go and reach out to some of the vets, man, and and some of these guys who we'll are come just, to these people right who though, are technically man. you know shit who just savvy with the whole sonic part of the music man I mean I know shit it may not be it, that appealing to rapper but some people want to look like rappers more than they want to actually rap and I'm talking to the guys who want to just make good music you know what I'm saying so yeah, man there's plenty of them walking around the city man I was blessed to come out Houston under these is crazy man uh, we have our own production. entire industry in, yeah. in Houston alone cause like I'm, I'm, I'm in the I'm really into Houston rap, like you know the history, like old school shit. So oh, we had our own sound from day one. But I don't even know a whole lot of Dallas rappers. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? That. It just it goes to prove how big it is. I'm sure I do. You know what I'm saying? But like I don't I don't know a lot of Austin rappers unless you know like we've met. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like you know starting out, right. like right now off the top of my head, I really can't. I, I don't listen to a lot of. A, a lot of music because I'm creating, especially when I'm creating, when my brain's on album mode or, or you know, production well, some mode. Some people are listen to a lot of shit, so, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, because I don't like to some people start are only, sounding um, like somebody. Some people maybe. are only uh, limiting their hustle to the online shit, though, and, and social media. As far as, like, 
if they're not pressing it to real record stations and shit like that, you're not gonna hear this shit being out here in Corpus if they're just a million viewers online and they're from Houston, you know. And it's like yeah. back in well, the day, see, that like was back in the day, MJG, but now, they, now they, it's they all, now that. it's all changed. Now it's uh, that's exactly what it is. But what it's I'm saying is like, uh, is now, like, and we have to adapt. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but, that's, but you got to get out there and also you, the streets are open for business, man. Don't think you made it because you just got popping on the internet. Because right, another right, nigga right, in right. Katie may never heard of a nigga from Baytown. But you right. got to see, like, like I was telling you guys about the way he did it back in the day and the old way of networking. A-Bond and MJG shot their album cover in downtown Houston. They're and from fucking they Tennessee. That, I think they did that whole album here. That's, it was signed that's to, what I'm to saying. 12 so, in Houston. They're from Tennessee. So, you know, you sometimes know I mean? you got to like, get off the internet and get back in the street too, man. And even yeah. if you are successful on the internet, quadruple that shit up by getting out here and networking and doing it the old way of business. Because like you said, man, that was the old way of doing it. Sit down, have lunch with people, get to yeah. know them, you know, who you're making a beat for. You know, and I man, mean, there's only so much because things change so much with this stupid ass COVID shit. That's you that. You know, I mean, like, but take advantage of all your sources, man. If you're gonna make it, man, you gotta be hungry. Like, like, like. Yeah, you know, I'd love like, to, to be in in H Town so I can, you know, go network the way I used to and be on everyone's podcast and do this and that right. and the other, man. The way I used to, or have people come by and shit like that. And you know, that's that's probably why my content is slower because I, I moved to Corpus. I, I live mm-hmm. I live four hours away from my city. Yeah. But, you know, I, I have Shit. to be My boy here. living it up out here, though. We oh, retired, man. man. You know, like I yeah, said, we... I, I came down here on a, you know, family emergency, man. And yeah. Shit. Really, yeah. It's, it's where I met my wife. And, and, and there's some talent out here in Corpus, man. If you, uh, if you got anybody... <laughs> Y'all can keep that fucking 45, that I-10 I- I- traffic, dog. Yeah. Ain't no traffic man, in Corpus, baby. That. Yeah. You can cruise, dog. I got a, my playlist to so- call something to ride to. Got like six songs on it. Uh, that's every trip. Every trip in Corpus is a one blunt trip. Hey, Back in the day, man. we used to say that you gonna fucking go to Westheimer from some pre-roll Greens Row. Yeah, you better yeah. fucking. That's a two blunt ride. Exactly. Dog. That's, that's you know what I'm saying. The whole, that's shit. Jam the whole album. That's you jam the whole album. But uh, yeah, if you're in Corpus, man, you need them beats. Do your research. You got a living a living legend right here. Yeah, you know, I don't have to be in Corpus anywhere. Shit, I don't pull up on me. Really? Homie. You know <laughs> no, nobody supposed to know where I'm at. Well, not nothing you know like that. But you know, but don't be afraid no, yeah, to reach no, out. Hit man. me on the DM. That's one thing I know. A lot of motherfuckers be like, you know, they kind of. If you hold me, you're going to reach out. I may be an unapproachable asshole. But yeah, exactly. That's why I had to kind of do this little sit down with him because the nigga might just seem unapproachable, but speak a cool ass cat. It's just yeah, don't waste a nigga be, time, I don't, I don't man. Know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't stank, dog. I promise, yeah. man. Like, I'm a clean, <laughs> bad boy you ever it's seen. It's just but. with so many people doing music, we only weeding out the, the, the real ones from the bullshitters, man. You and know? I'm brutally honest, man. And that, too. Like you got to have to tough wait. skin, man. Like, and, and, and I am that way because I never got it while I was coming in the game. Yeah. You know, like, I never got any honesty. Oh, niggas will let you put some bullshit They'll out there. They'll let you put some bullshit yeah, or yeah. just not like what you do uh-huh. and, and not give you any real feedback. You know what I'm saying? They just Same. let you just look like a fool for their own amusement. Uh-huh. And that happened to me a lot coming oh, up. yeah. You know, so... Oh, uh, me too. I, or I, or at least I felt that way. Right. There'd be some know? jealous, spiteful shit. If you wreck a nigga on his song and, and you yeah. know, he's mixing your shit, your quality gonna be a little yeah, off. Your, your volume uh, threw you off beat a little bit or something. Yeah. <laughs> Make oh, you sound man, like I shit. I tell you, I, I, was on, I, I did a feature on somebody. <laughs> There's some haters shit. out there, I, went, I was in their city and we was doing a show in San Antonio. We, it was a, some local cats. I won't say who. <laughs> but 
and the engineer was my homie, dude that I had mad love for. He, you know, a dope producer. I, I don't think I'll say his name either. But after mm. that shit came back, me and the homie Snipe went over there and murdered. Man. Murdered. That's another Snipe. That's another yeah. animal. <laughs> Fuck. Bro, me and Snipe been running these Houston streets for Y'all years. Y'all got to tune into that uh, 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 single Music I got shit. called Real in the Fake World on iTunes, yeah. man. I got K. Reno, Big, Big Jerb, and then Grinch and Snipe. You know, yeah. we, we mentioned them earlier, but them boys, they some beasts, man. He's off that Soldiers in My Hood. They some Yeah, they both man. featured on Dope House albums. Yeah. You know, I like to reach but out they, to people yeah, like they that, have, man. You know, They're dude, on my they, shit. Them dudes are... Fucking talented, Shit, they extended hungry mob, man. That's family, right? Right. There. So, uh, and um, my approach to this shit, though, Jerm took me from the streets with with a backpack full of raps, and and, and I'm again, and I do believe that, like, you know, there's a lot of hate, there's a lot of fucking hidden agendas out there, but for every fucking you know hundred haters, there's one real nigga that's just gonna be genuine, and Jerm was that guy that like took me from nothing and put me on stage literally and like took them backpack for the raps and put me in my first studio so my approach to this shit you know street mentality is always gonna be there i don't just trust nobody but when it comes to this shit i do believe in like if you if you got it man and 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 you hungry i'll support that shit i, I I'm, I'm in the position now where i'm gonna return the blessing because my right. introduction to the game was a nigga blessing me every step of the way and i had to earn spick's respect because jerry vouched for me like on some hey look out for him but spick didn't know me for shit but right. spick but- seen it in a nigga just like I will too. Just right. like if you, it's gonna be in you, not not on you, man. So that's what right, hungry's right. about, bro. The whole hungry, it's it's not shiny ball of rappers, niggas spitting from the gut, man. Determination, you know, just people that your favorite rapper was hungry on their first album. Five albums later, right. they ain't talking and about shit. We gonna music, stay hungry. That's, that's what the we music, and, and that's the music that it was always the best. When people talk about, man, dog, when they first came joint, out, when they first came out. So like, that's man. a thing that we've always wanted to hold on. To, We're like, never gonna man, stop, bro. Every album, the sound with that same shit. That's why I've written a song in a minute because mm-hmm. one, I've been mourning my one. homeboy, right? You know, so it was really hard to fucking write music and to do shit without Jerb. Everything didn't sound as good to me no more, dog. It just, you know, you, you something mm-hmm. like that, man. It's, it's especially when you work with such a talented MC. It's like, what really? am I? Why am I writing right now? I mean, you know that, what I'm saying, and like. So if I'm not feeling it and if my gut ain't hungry, if like if I'm too comfortable in life, everything's great, then I really don't know what to write sometimes. I ain't why I ain't wrote a song in a minute. But my brain's back in album mode, so like I'm you know like and and, and, and that goes back to what you was talking about, that like, you know, you bring on some new homies because you you get to you feed off of their hungry energy that like right. you know like For real. The, you know the new group of youngsters it, that that you know show you some love all the youngsters all the youngsters are reaching out life. to me man i got much love yeah it's nicole goddamn yeah uh, dude Nate she's Kirk a fucking beast bro like man yeah, Shit, you, you know, know what I mean. Young they, Easy, he came at us Easy, in the beginning. Of right, his, uh, he his came career, through Big Jerb, and, and we gave him a lot of love and showed him a lot of love. Man, he's from Jerb's hood, so yeah, from, from Jerb's hood, and then uh, you know what I'm saying like just came know, did his first demo with me, and yo, know, you know y'all you know, see he the came boy. hungry though. He he came, the boy brought a little bit of bud, and he don't even smoke, nigga. So y'all boys wants food, bring some food. See, these are the kind of yeah, moves right. That, you know what I mean? That, like, you know, it goes back. He to always like, bought his business when he came to the studio. He came yeah, to the studio. Man. 
Hey, hey, this is the price for studio time. Okay, bet. Boom. But the whole time he got it lessened, his ears was open, he mm-hmm. listened to what the fuck. The I had to tell on. him about it and the dude getting the shine on. Right, Shout man. out to the homie Young. So Easy. it's just like, you know, come real with it, man. And like we ready to work, but uh at the same time, we gonna work our damn selves. So y'all can look out, man. Surreal finna drop a lot of shit. Oh yeah. Unique finna come around the corner and then uh I got speak as hungry again too, man. Jeez. So we need like mind. I said, I like to say we never uh, we never fell off, we just fell back, man. And uh it's right, comeback man. season, dog. We, we so. had to you know, the the loss of Big Jerk, man, we couldn't just give a normal moment of silence. Nah, man. Man, and there was long ones and it's you know That it's, was it's our biggie and pocket one, bro. Yeah. Like man. I write a song with him in the if, same room. If his head's bobbing, then I know I got one. Right. Now you, I'm trying to write something by myself, it, it ain't been the same vibe. You really man. have to fucking you know, if if you don't know about Big Jerb, man, do yourself the favor. Go back. For real. It's all on iTunes. Timeless music, bro. It could be 10 years old and still you'll jam that hope for the next 10 years. Yeah, real. man. You you know, some of them songs will give you chills, man. Yeah. There's some some of them stories are real deal stories. All of his stories. What the fuck I'm saying? Some. All of Everything Jerb said was the truth. And I, I mean, he wasn't, he we, wasn't somebody who had to exaggerate on the mic. Yeah. yeah, we don't really tell fucking, you know, bullshit stories, man. Like, the mm-hmm. shit that we talk about, what we've been through. So when you hear us speak on something, it's because we know what the fuck we're talking about. It's, it's, it's something real, you know you what I'm saying? You can go and look up Live Fast, Die Young. I put that out shortly after he passed away. It's an unreleased, all of his unreleased music. Not all of it, but a lot of it. It was what was going to be released. That was halfway finished, and he had, did a uh, sit-down interview with Spick like we're doing now, and I just put yeah, it in. Yeah, it was I like before in the gaps. podcast, I didn't know what to do. We was like... Yeah. Want to do a podcast? We just needed to do something. Just I always, do some commentary for y'all, yeah, man. So I sat down with Jerb, man. Way before he passed, it was before the release of Antisocial, mm-hmm. and um, I just sat down. I had a bunch of written out questions. It was all nerdy and shit, and mm-hmm. and, and but but you know, I just talked to him and asked him a lot of shit that I didn't even know about him. You know, we've been homies and we're working on music for a few years already, and like. It was nothing, a lot of things, you know, kind of personal shit. Nobody ever asked him and a lot of, you know. It's there. I mean, it's, some of it's on the album. Uh, yeah. I filled in the blanks of the songs that were unfinished. And, and, it, and, it, and it turned out to be real nice, man. Yep. But we do have the full interview. If we keep this shit up, we'll fuck around and put out the whole we'll hour put it out as like a special podcast and a, and episode a, or some shit. And you know, it's like he's he never really like, left, man. He's still here with us. If you want to yeah. support the music, it still goes back to his family. So, man, look out for a real one, man. It's all there. Yeah, yeah. We're holding it down for the homie, and man. Uh, but we, we, we also, man, for the culture of H-Town, man, we're going to be putting out new music. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds kind of arrogant, no. right? Because it's like, for the, who the fuck are you for the culture <laughs> of Ace Town? Yeah. No, look, man. To the cult following. Our, to, the, our, to our cult we, following. We put and the cult even, in culture, man. Right? <laughs> and, and no, but not even that, man. Because look, we've always have made it a point to not sound like everybody else. Definitely. You know, if you can pinpoint where a person is from through their music on everything they do, mm-hmm. and it's so obvious... Like this entire podcast has been, our entire podcast has been mad at super crazy locals. 
Mm-hmm. Only Houston people, you know what I mean? Somebody you know from fucking shit. Cali or New York or somewhere else is going to be like, fuck this podcast. What the fuck are these right. guys talking about? Who are these people? It's important to us, man. We're from yeah. Houston. Yeah, yeah. But, you know what I mean? But at the same time, we always want to bring a different sound to Houston. Houston's always kind of had its own set of signature sounds. I don't think so really in the last five to but ten there's years artists but there's, who can, there's some artists that can rap stuck on the same fucking bullshit if I gotta hear about swingers and drink one more time and you can actually artist, drive the whole city and this is a guy who drives the city 24 hours a day sometimes and you can actually drive this whole city without seeing a slab or a candy painted car so that culture is good marketing or whatever but like it, let's be real you can drive the whole city of Houston without seeing a slab or a pair of swingers. Yeah. It's a big fucking city, big, man. Like I said, don't city, think man. you're the man just because you got maybe a million or two of you. It's bigger. In Houston, there's a big enough lane for everybody. Right. So and, just stay and, humble. Stay hungry with it. You know, keep be it real. Be you. Do you. Keep I, I love real, to hear you know shit I mean? from artists that talk about who they are, where they came from, and... Uh, a creative way. Right. You know, like, in a different way. Um, Not everybody got to be a drug dealer. I mean, you could rap yeah. about sacking groceries. And, you yeah. Know what I'm like, shout out to Pac-Man. Right. The real man yeah, dude right. just came out. I'm man, dude, you know, like recently, one of my favorite K. Reno joints was... Uh, in his bike stolen. That fucking bike stolen on, joint nah, is so it. dope. I was, uh, You know, because like I started listening to K. Reno when he was like the aggressive, angry dude. I heard him with days. Zero on the, on the Legend album. Yeah, you sure. know what I mean? Like... I, I go back to uh, uh, stories of a black book with K. Way Reno. Back. Yeah, I, I had to go back to his discovery. Fan. That boy got. I am a K. Reno fan. Much no love. bullshit, man. Much love to him and SPC, man. But there's cats from Houston. What we're saying is that you can be know. from Houston and a rapper without even having to say you're from Houston. Right. That's how Houston you are. Right. But the whole gimmick, we don't need niggas moving from San Antonio and Dallas and trying to make this flash of that shit we were doing 20, 30 years ago. Evolution ain't a bad thing, man. Like, we can still... If you actually bought a slab, go make a song about that hoe. Sure. If you don't I own one... I had a caddy, I made a little Cadillac song. If you pull up song. to my studio in your girlfriend's car and you drop a song about a slab, I'm not gonna like you when you leave, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. unless you write... You, you can write a song about how I want a slab without lying on the mic. That's the thing about hungry. Right. We, we spit from the good. You we try to at least. You, you know, know what I mean? Like I We may get last, caught up in, got, occasionally. Bro, somebody, somebody's gonna analyze all our shit I'm, and then find a couple bars yeah, and be like, yeah, no, you said me, this, but, da, da, da. But, but, All right, yeah. I've, I've sure, owned Cadillacs the and shit. Right. But, but I didn't love, I mean, I love my Cadillac just, but then I had a kid and I'm like, you know, fuck this car, it's gonna get me pulled over. <laughs> so, you know what right. I mean? Like, hey, dog, it's all good. You won't hear me like spitting no bullshit. I got one song, and I'm gonna tell you, you can go back and dig if you want. Crack cocaine, codeine. That's the yeah. only song I'm talking about selling anything, yeah, bro. And that's right. off really as they come in 2012. Like, right. nah, you know, it's like just be real, man. Be yourself. Have fun with it, dude. Like, don't put yourself in a box, man. Cause you know, shit. And Houston's big, man. It's big enough for everybody. Right. And it's just hungry. Got our own standard of just keeping it real on the mic, dog. Right, man. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's what we're about is good music. That's it. Period. Right. You know what I mean? And like now we're we're setting. But we Houston culture, though. Oh, don't get yeah, it fucked up. It you know what I'm saying? That's you all know, you can tell. That shit's tatted on my body. I'm on every side of town every day. And right. there is some slabs and shit out there too. Don't get me wrong. But I'm talking about these rappers who. Are, uh, you know, misleading and people like, nah, you know, should you just be yourself, bro? <laughs> yeah, it ain't all that's about you know, that. that's 
it, it seems that it's so common that you know all the fakeness and all the bullshit. You know what I mean? That like it, it's it, it's just it's too common in music, man. Like yeah, people man, doing man. shit for uh, clout and all that. Yeah, man, just keep uh, shit. We're just trying to keep talent out here, man. You know, keep talent alive with the shit. And, uh, for, well, shit, man, from there, I was just like, you know, kind of, you know, let everybody know, man, if you're a fan of Big Jerb, Hunger Records, Young Surreal, it all goes back to Speak, dog, because, uh, Big Jerb had a, you know, Big Jerb was a fan of Spectacular before he anything else, found me and paid he, me he actually for a went out his way, bought a feature Back in 2000, he yeah. paid me, he paid he gave me an ounce of fire, dog. And 50 bucks. Because I was like, I thought he was, you know, full of shit. Him and his crew then. Um, JR and Swisher, man. Mm. Shout out to that boy. Free that boy, Swisher, man. Um, Swisher. Yeah. And, uh, shout out to Candies and Bags on the north side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. They came, like, back in 2000, dog. They came, and I was like, they was like, how much for a verse? I didn't even know how to fucking answer that question. I was like, $100. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like everything is a hundred dollars. You 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 get me to walk out my door for a hundred bucks. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, like hundred bucks. I didn't think they was gonna do it. They showed up like the next day. It was like, look, we got fifty, and it's ounces some badass fucking Reggie. That shit was like, you know, like I said, man, back in them days. Nigga, it was, let's make a deal. It, it was like, bro, like, all right, cool. Fuck it. Was like, it was nothing to me, anyways. I ain't even, you know, I, I just. I get to the studio and I write on spot now, murdering and you yeah. Know. He told me you killed that shit and man, it's high as fuck. Well, them boys, I, I got all barred out, <laughs> and um, them boys had fucking picked me up. I, that, that's how long ago it was. I didn't have a fucking car. They went out their way to come fuck with you though. That's they, what I'm. They yeah. took me to a studio way on the southwest side of town. So I was all barred out. I fell asleep in the car. I was drooling <laughs> on the window, face offs. I don't even yeah. know these dudes, but I just jumped in their car for hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Real, like, and, you know, for a few bucks. And I've drooled on myself. I, I'm looking a hot mess. I'm fucking. <laughs> Up, I don't like even know these dudes, man. They could, whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, they can't pick me up at my studio. That's how wild it was, though. They can't pick me up at my studio. They already had their studio session booked somewhere else. Like, they could have just robbed me and stole my shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so they can't pick me up at my studio, drove me across town to another studio. I slept the whole way there. I woke up. And while they was recording their verses, I heard the beat once or twice. And I was like, okay, I started writing. Then I went in the next room and I rolled a whole ounce in blunts. And then we smoked them hoes back to back while everybody did their verses. What? I wrote mine while everybody was in there recording their shit. High and then I went on that hoe and just spit my shit. And then motherfuckers like, you know, and then I went to go play pool. They had a pool table at the studio. I went to go play pool and finish smoking my sweets. And them boys was like, well, how the fuck did you do that? You just barely heard the beat. Like, they didn't even have the beat on CD or nothing. That's how old it was back in the days. Where it's like, you had to go to the studio to hear the beat. Because somebody didn't make a tape. Or, you know, there wasn't no CD burners back then. You know nah, what I'm saying? Like, you no, couldn't no, email no, a motherfucker a track. No, nah, like, no. I didn't even hear. I didn't even know what these boys sounded like. And, and to tell you the truth, Jared wasn't the strongest rapper back then. Because nah. it, it didn't really stand out to me then. But he kept doing it. 
And about five years later, he when he worked on his shit. first solo album with Speedy, which is another producer, shout out to that boy Speedy, Speedy Noriega. Well, you know what got him hungry? He said he got that little case where he shot at that dude who yeah. went on the run well, that for was, three that years. Was, well, see, that's that was, when he started writing that was his later, ass off. But that was later. Yeah, he got he got he got better. He that's that was my point. Yeah. He got better. He came. He he got cold with it. Oh. And then Speedy Noriega shot me the music. He was like, "Man, this dude wants to have Kickdoor Bandits on his album." And, and Kickdoor Bandits had broke up by then. Broke up? How gay? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we we stopped doing music by then. And, but Speedy knew how to get in touch with me, and he came found me. He was like, man, speak, put me a verse on here. Uh, you know, Big Jerb liked your shit. Da, da, da. I didn't remember it was the homie from back in the days. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't know. He sent it to me. It was a couple dudes on there. And then when Jerb verse came on, I called him. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And I played it for him over the phone. He said, no, that's Jerb. That's him. That's his, his album that I'm producing and I'm about to put out. The uh, Trust No One album. I had nothing to do with that album besides the fact that I made one. I, I'm I'm on uh, a yeah, verse. Yeah. I'm on a feature on there, and I did you know kind of did my thing on that bitch. He liked it. He fucking loved it. He used to quote them verses to me Jerry. all the time. Jerry, yeah. I was a fan of spectacular. I had already. Bro. I had quit doing music then. I had a nice job. Just bought a house. You know, brought you out of retirement. And I was kind of working on some shit because I had I, I wasn't necessarily doing business with Kickdoor Records anymore, but they wanted to put out one more album on me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, all right, you know, like I, I kind of either I kind of either owed it to them and I owed it to myself to make it, you know, but I wanted to do the album that I always wanted to do. Right. So I started working on For the Life of Me. It was just kind of slowly some songs I built up through the years and um and I let Jerb hear that. Y'all need to go listen to For the Life of Me, man. I jammed that motherfucker almost every other day. Man, it's in my car. I jammed it the whole ride to Corpus. If, you can if, listen to it without skipping. It's on the man wrote, recorded, mixed, made the beat. And goddamn, man, that album is timeless. I stole bro. an MPC out of Guitar Center to <laughs> finish that, to make that album. That's real shit, though, man. Oh. You can hear it in the music, man. Yeah, when you man. hungry, man, it's a different sound, bro. That's well, when Jerb is. heard some of them songs, he was like, goddamn. Bro, what the fuck are you doing? You're going to stop rapping? You're going to stop name. doing this shit? And he was about to barely drop his first album, so he was, and he was like tripping, like, "Damn, dog, you, you've been doing it this long, all this shit, been through this and that, and then you just gonna quit, and then you have this, and mm-hmm. you're not gonna put it out." So I was like, "All right, well then I'm gonna make a fucking twenty something song, you know? I'm gonna make if 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 it might be my last album, then I'm just gonna make this bitch right and make like twenty something songs. I always wanted to make something like Big Pun's Capital Punishment. Mm-hmm. When I told Jerb that, he like was like, yeah, Big Pun was his favorite motherfucker. That was true story. Yeah, and so I was like, all right, I'm a." Uh, all right, I'm gonna finish the album, and then he got on a few more joints on that album with me, man. And <laughs> yeah, he knew what he was doing. He wasn't gonna let you quit for nothing. Oh, and then you know, like I, I started to show him. I got back into rapper mode, and I started to show him. Like, look, he had his his CDs pressed up, and I went and had mine. Um, and then man, we start doing 
started back at the bottom again, so man. I started niggas, doing man. shows. Jerb was promoting the show. Uh, when I, what when was I that? What boys. was that spot in Denver Harbor, man? Emiliano's. Uh, Emiliano's. We did a show at Emiliano's, and if anybody who knows Emiliano's, right there in Denver Harbor, it's shit, in Denver it Harbor, it's a little fucking sports bar. It's not like. Nah, nothing. It it's down. not a yeah, but it but but it's not like a normal music it's rap not a music venue. venue. It's nah, nothing. Not like you know what I mean? Like, let's just say like this: they they're they're mopping blood out in the floor <laughs> every night at that joint. Yeah, plenty niggas. The night we was there performing, it happened like that. Right, but you know, it just so happened be that you know we kind of did our Kill thing, and then they they liked us so. um yeah, so that night I showed Jerb how to, he was like, man, what, so what do I do with these CDs? How do I sell? Well, how do I sell them to this crowd here? Like, Jerb didn't really like to even sell his music. He, he would always give it, it away, away, man. He wanted people to just hear him. But I was like, nah, bro, that cost you money to make. Let's make your money back. So, man, I took a fucking 10 of his CDs. From, I took yeah. 10 of mine. I walked around to everybody in that joint. By myself, like, hey man, y'all dug what we did. We got uh-huh. some music here for sale. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he had all them years of doing it before and him, so you know he soaked a lot of game up. Yeah, at the end man. of the night, we were at the trunk of the car, all drunk as shit, and you know, just kind of chilling, rolling blunts, and I emptied my pockets, man, and threw cash on the thing. Well, there you go, dog. Straight out all them head. CDs are just turned to cash, dog. Here's your half. Here's my half. He didn't want to take it. Hmm. That was the only argument I ever had with Jerb. It was any time that uh, you're trying to pay a tab he or he wanted to pay you for something. Don't like, fucking embarrass me. Put your money back in your pocket. Yeah, yeah like, exactly what he would tell you. You couldn't even put a, you couldn't even put a tip on the, on the table, dog. Yeah. He, would, he would not look at you. He nah, just had he, a way of looking at you like it was an insult. Yeah, so it was like, hey, yeah. like, and that's the only then, time we see? would argue because he would be like, um, you know, fucking want to pay me a little, you know, for my time for recording and doing mix and master and all the studio shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he recognized I did a lot of shit for the label, man. It's because of the guy that knows how to do that shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I'd just rather get it done and save money to do that, to put our money into marketing, to, to put money more into buying more product, buying more equipment, you know what I mean? I'm all about reinvesting and shit. So, you know, if we can save money doing it, you know, right now we could be renting out somebody's podcast studio with nice mics. Nah, we do it real cameras. My fucking here, iPhone man. just died, so we don't have no video. Yeah, no. Nah, you know what I'm saying? But like, do it yourself, artists over here. For yeah, sure. it's and, man, and, and that's but but that's the thing. It goes back to what we were talking about, H Town. It's like it, it's like a H Town thing to do it on your own and to be mm-hmm. successful and to like, you know. Yeah. It's part of our We're dead center We're culture. dead center Yeah Like this ain't East Coast or West Coast Houston no. is like The New York Or the Hollywood Of Texas Yeah You know yeah, what I mean yeah. and, and and so Especially in music Yeah You, you can know? do it yourself Out here But you literally Gotta do it yourself out But here, it's man. And it's never been easy Anybody right. do it Like knows Like you go through Some fucking shit it's it's hard than a motherfucker man and, and the way the game is set up it makes everything look easy and shiny and nice and like you know you're a rapper so you must be balling shit, yeah that gets you a lot of pussy a, a real businessman like bills. myself man I see the, all the money that goes into it the return ain't the all that great never so some cats man, you know a real smart businessman I'll drop some money on this and see how slow it's, the return is and be like nah next time I'm gonna fuck that I'm gonna go put business on an independent level <laughs> 
know, or even on a major level. But you gotta put some money out into your show, man. Fuck you over. You gotta put your own money up, man. If you ain't willing to do that, then you might well just, you know, find something Back else to up. do. And I ain't gonna say I ain't got the money. It's just after losing Jerry, it was just looking around, and and what really fucked me up the most is within 24 hours, I'm seeing all these. I miss my bro R.I.P. post, but it's like, right. nigga, where were you eight hours ago? Like, we right. ain't heard from you in months or years. And you know what I mean? I'm like, so real. I had to disconnect. That shit had me yeah. feeling some kind of way and to the point where I really ain't got nothing to prove no more and, musically to come back and out had, and do it. When Jer passed away, we had just opened our studio. Yeah, we was running like downtown in Second Ward. We were just open a little spot publicly it was just to test the waters out because we would you know we'd already been in business about five years and we've been breaking even we had the child making house studio money, you know yeah. what i mean like we we we, we were kind of we were kind of doing it you know what i'm saying so i was like all right fuck it let's open up the studio it's the opportunity came about and surreal was like i got a little spot got a building right here bring mm-hmm. equipment like we opened up for business and it started to but by, by the time Jerb died, like it was paying yeah, well, the the bills was paying themselves. You know what I mean? Like we was in there working, yeah. and it was like you know we we had enough clientele that it was like paying keeping the lights on. Mm-hmm. So we was you know it, it, it was it was, it was starting to, it yeah was it was it was starting to take investor, off. I had some things going. It was a lot. Yeah, and I had just finished my first real solo all original album besides a mixtape shit. Me and Spick and Infinity, the guitar player. We were making an album out of thin air. Wanted to use as many live instruments as we could. Jerm got sick, and that's it. And that's it. And, and it's, I finished that it's album. Down, yeah, I showed it to him, and he's like, "Don't do nothing with this album. I'm gonna I'm gonna release. It. We're gonna do this right." Right. And uh, he passed away, and from there, man, I, I shelved the album, and then I looked around at all the people that kind of was just fair weather, and I, and, and that's, I needed that's, to get away. That's what man. I was. That's what I was headed with. That is that we started to get a shitload of business in the studio. Mm-hmm. Like my phone was blowing the my shit dry as fuck now, mm-hmm. but my phone was blowing the fuck up for business yeah. in the studio, and it just seems like it just like. First of all, I don't want your pity. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't want your pity business. Right. I don't want your pity money. Like, no, don't give me none of that bullshit. You nah. know what I mean? Like, Jerb was an honest, cool motherfucker. He never dealt with bullshit. Yeah. I don't deal with bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, That's a fact. And, and man, we shut it down, be, it, turning away. The fakeness, man. Clou- a <laughs> yeah, a lot of cloud chasers. A lot of motherfuckers. Like, I can't fake smile and shake and, and, the yeah, fake and, and then when it comes to my homie, you better not give me no fake condolences, bro. Like, right. I, I you know what I mean? A lot that. of people, man, and a lot of people that we forgot to shout out and all that, but they know who they are. Man, that they showed us a lot man. of love, man, and they man. was like, you know what I mean? Because Jerb was cool with them. Yeah, they, they had their own experiences. Nobody with gave us the show, you know. Afterwards, the memorial show we did for right. Jerb. You know what I mean? A lot of man. people really. Everybody who up, showed man. up that night, Mr. Prophet, man, he he fucking stepped. He you know he uh, looked out on shit, a lot dude. of lot of business, I, man. I seen a lot of people come to that memorial show we did shortly after he passed away. I want to shout out to everybody who was there. Everybody I seen with tears in their eyes, man. Yeah, man. Everybody you know, that paid any kind of respect, man. Y'all, a one in my book. You can get yeah. anything you need from me. Just call me. The thing about yeah. it is now is that we ain't ghosts, man. We still here. So it's like right. if you love Jerry and you supported him while he was alive, you can still support him to this day. Come right. You, 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 no 
matter how unapproachable right. we may look, we're not we're Jared, not, Jared. We're not we're friendly not. and cool as him, but we respect y'all. If you was going to work if with him, was right. and you had planned to work with him, you can still. We you got verses yeah. unreleased, man. We got enough to do this shit to the end of time. I can get you big Jared yeah, acapellas. Man. But, you know, the thing is, is that don't expect shit for free. Nah, man. Because respect the game a little bit more. You one, know. he's never going to drop another verse again. Mm-hmm. And two, he did music because his goal was to provide for his family. family. And you I'm know gonna, what I mean? I'm going to tell you like, all this. All the downloads go to his family. Go to his family. Exactly, Cyril you know. and I, we do own Big Jerb's Music Masters, but we, his his music is distributed by So South only so we don't have a hand in his financial business mm-hmm. so his people are paid. Yeah, them accounts are sent to his family. So right. I don't think you we're over here cloud chain. We're not about we don't, none, of, no, that capital none of that shit. We don't make any money off. Don't get it twisted. We do not make any money off, and which is something that he would be kind of mad at us about. Right. He'd be like, get your money, Spick. That's one thing. He, get your money, bro. But my we, comes to this right here. This yeah, is you know what I mean? Like, man. everything that we do is a labor of love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we do this music because we love to do it. And uh, we don't we don't make any money off Big Jerb music. If you're going to give hand over cash to me for a Big Jerb acapella, that money's going to, I'm going to send it to his family. You know what I'm saying? And, and you so, better wreck that you, motherfucker right. too, and, man. Yeah, and, and, and the ticket's going to be... no refund and none of that the shit. The ticket's there, not going to be low. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Just know that because it's not going to be no bullshit-ass verse. Man, you heard the man rap. If you know, then you know, man. Right. Like, if you want one of them Jerry verses, you can still get there's it, There's a few man. people that... There's a few people that are going to that are gonna get Jerry verses. Right. Um... Yeah, because it was in the works before he passed. And, yeah, and shout out to Slow really Life, man. I, I definitely want to hear you on one of you know yeah. his, his vocals. Yeah, bro. man, that's an up, upcoming producer. Celos, uh, man, you yeah. know he, he was he was uh, man showed me a lot of love on the Strangest Pig, man. I'm looking forward to doing some work with him and uh, yeah. y'all can look out for that boy Young Surreal too, man. I yeah, man, it's a lot. I'm just lining up We're to play. We're doing man. our best during this whole COVID pandemic bullshit and like, you know, the the, the slowdown of an economy and, you know, like all kind of, y'all know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, we ain't got no live shows or nothing, but we'll no be releasing music. You know? We never... We're, we're real deal anti-social, man. We was planning to do, like, Zoom shit and, like, you know, fucking Patreon and all that shit than do living room shows way before oh, yeah. this I've shit. I've been social distancing my whole fucking life. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, but we was going to do it right and all the whole nine, but then, you know, things change, and so we had to kind of restructure. I'm sure, you know, fucking everybody does. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how an independent label restructures. We're doing it that way, you know? And then if... You, you, um, you got any ideas or any type of anything, man, reach out to us. Holla yeah, at us, man. man. We've fucking came across so many dope producers on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I wish my phone didn't die. That way I could go through the list and shout them out. Yeah. But um, old buddy and and, and Jerry, uh, what's it, Florida? Yeah, York, I can't and, call him, but he shot me a beat. That's love. Yeah, man. I'm mailing shirts out the to dude people, makes man. Them on I'm, his iPhone and a fire. Yeah, man. I'm returning yeah. the love to all them guys, man. Yeah. We got out here to the street because of technology. I placed the beat on Spice One. Yeah, with Spice One. Y'all like, check that out. Cash Flow by Spice One, West Coast Legend. That's a pick on the track, man. That's a fire ass beat. 
But yeah. we're gonna we're gonna keep it up, man. We're gonna come do this digital shit with y'all, man. And social media, just expect to hear more and see more. We just had to let this shit be known and air out. We we are definitely not shit. trying to be friendly with everybody. I, I'm against that. Maybe speak might be cool there, but I I don't personally feel the need to like everybody. But I'm not a fucking hater. Just have your game type, man. Impress me or or say something I ain't heard or or have a meaning to be doing music. Question why you're even doing the shit for you do it, man. If you're doing it to, to be cool for your ego, if you a cool ass nigga, I can respect Stay that. But TikTok. if you're just a cocky dickhead, like I ain't Stay got no, I ain't got, I, I got nothing for you, man. This is Stay for hungry artists. Snapchat. We make hungry music. We you know what I'm saying? We, we, so yeah, like, no, we, be we, hungry. Yeah, man. We, this, you not know, saying you gotta be a broke rap nigga. We ain't broke. We just yeah, we ain't talking that. We talking about talent, bro. Not oh. trying to be like somebody else and imitate your favorite rapper. I want to hear original, authentic music. You can't say anybody in Hungry Mob sound like anybody else, man. So, you know, right. I stand by that. That's a standard we hold, man. But I want to work with new cats, man. You know, just don't be afraid, man. Yeah. Don't hold your And nuts. if we like, don't work with you, it don't mean that we don't like you and we think that you're whack. It just yeah. might not be a good When I say I don't fit. like everybody, that means I don't necessarily There's wanna... a lot of dudes we work with, you know, or, or yeah. asked us to work with them and we haven't. It right. doesn't mean that we don't like you well, as a person when I say or anything I don't that you're like doing. People, it just I, it might not be a, a good sonic fit. It I'm may a, not <laughs> sound well exactly. to me, to us. It, like it's just you know what I mean. It, it, hey man, if we I may say, not understand what you're doing. Like I say, uh, just you don't have to collab with everybody. You don't have to be your favorite rapper. You can actually like a rapper without trying to dress like him, be like him, and do all that. You can be a rapper and not have to collab with everybody else rapping. You know what I'm saying? You can just respect, have love from a distance, man. You know yeah. But I'm, but I am interested in working with new people that got talent, man. You know, let's keep this shit on fire. You know, that's where I'm at with shit. But uh, when I say I don't like everybody, it's these guys who are like, oh man, yeah, a thousand dollars. Some come sit down, have a talk, and that. Well, which investing yourself is cool, but immediately after your family. Oh, that's fam. You locked in for life now, bro. No, I'm not spending with you money with you to be bro, bro. I'm not, nigga. Investing in my, if investing in myself means investing in you, count me out, man. (laughs) You know, I know how to invest in myself without investing in you personally. But if you need some, if you want to be real and say, hey, man, we both need to get this bread together, we can do that. I don't feel, I don't feel. Now, if you, yeah, if you want to, you want to talk about like, look, man, um, you pay me a thousand or whatever for this feature, right? Right. But this and that, but this and that comes with it. Let me throw you some connections of yeah. someone who can get you paid. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, or, or let me throw you someone who's gonna guarantee this shit some radio play somewhere. Right. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Something we was having of, that conversation of value, something shit. of actual value, because some artists named don't hold any weight as far as sales and as far as streams and they still want to charge you to feature with them well we were talking about this earlier like what beat do you know went platinum without any vocals on it yeah and what vocals do you know that what's a platinum joint out there that's an acapella i don't even know so niggas ain't you you ain't finna hit me with that that, you know studio block 
Hey, studio block a thousand dollars. Look, bro, you keep your studio over there. Whoever pays you a thousand dollars, man, I congratulate you on that. But to me, I'm just as talented and I know my worth just as much. I'm just as worth just as much as your equipment, nigga. Let's get the money together. We'll split the royalty type shit, get the show money. But that's a lot of this people in the game just trying to hustle to get to the next leg, man. And you got to weed that shit out. I'm working with people that are talented and hungry, but not fucking money hungry, trying to eat off somebody else's shit. Nobody trying to nibble off people. your style or plagiarize ideas or I want to collab and steal his fans. Right. Like, nigga, it's mutual respect. If I hit you up, it's because I like your music. I think we can make a dope-ass classic. Right. I got many other hustles to get the bills paid. This shit right, right here is right. for the and love that's of the, the game. Anybody, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 You want to collab? Well, let's collab on a business. Let's collab right. on some money. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the major thing with us. We're not we're not like a regular type label or it's whatever. Like, it's like a privately it's, owned entity, man. Yeah, yes, it, it, every artist like is their own business. You know, every artist here invests into themselves. Like, oh, yeah. you know, your your merch, your you know what I'm saying. So if you fail, it's on you. Definitely. You know, so and that's why we have a better chance of doing things because we're all pulling for the same. Uh, mm-hmm. For the same goal together, and that's why we're open to working with a lot of new artists hey, now. But it's really? artists that you ain't bullshitting. You know, mm-hmm. have your have your have your life together. I don't want to fuck with you if your life sucks. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> nobody does. You know, like I mean, man, I was told once by entertainment lawyers, like, dude, I can't, I can't shop your music to a major label if you you're you're a guy named Spick. How does mm-hmm. anyone fucking show up to it? You know, like it's 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 short for spectacular, mm-hmm. and it's it's you know that's genius. If that's, you can't see it though. That's fucking you know. And that's, it's it's not a negative thing. I'm proud motherfucker right. born in Puerto Rico, baby. You know what I'm saying? I, I grew up in Houston, but I got there when I was like ten years old. I had to learn how to speak English. No you know shit. what I'm saying? Massive, so. Man. You know, it's it's not a it's not about a negative thing, but they you know people don't see your vision. A right. lot of people don't see your vision. You, so you make have them to go see. do this shit on your own. Definitely. You know what I mean? So when you do it on your own, man, I don't I don't mind you know blessing people's game if you bring quality to the table. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's why we strive to bring quality to the table. And there's some Creative seats at the shit. table, man. Real talk. We trying to, you know, yeah, expand the we, shit. We, the next generation coming up, man. I'm still in the game. Y'all can be on the lookout for a lot for me, but yeah, we I, you know, drop a note, lot of young surreal music. I'm finna man. big jerk this shit though, and I'm I'm looking for niggas that's hungry, man. I want to keep Houston hungry, man. You right. Know? So it's like let's keep this shit going, man. And uh, fuck, I don't want to say too much on this first little podcast shit, too man. Much, but we got a hours in. We got a lot of Which, shit you know, out there. Fuck, that's a podcast, man. If you, know? you made it this far, your ass is solid, man. Right. Ain't much love, man, but we can ramble We're going to go ahead and round it out to, to, to two hours. Man. We just kind of had to, we just kinda had to get, a, get a little bit off our chest on certain there's, things. There's but. a lot of people who are curious of the origins, man, and then we didn't get to uh, talk too much about Tone Gorilla, Chicago, but unfortunately, we already have a fucking yeah, audio we have, recording yeah, of him, we so we can put out that one, it's we can put out, yeah. out Big Germs. We have a little things in the can that, you know. We're gonna have Unique pull up, you know, right. for y'all that wanna, you know, get the backstory on her, we're gonna get her back out there, you know, anybody new in the we game just, that wanna sit down with us, man, we can arrange this thing and hopefully keep this right. podcast going just we, to, just because you know the music's great but then you know this commentary man is very necessary we man. want people to know who we are 
Right. When you listen to our music, you know what I'm saying? Man. We're not just, we don't just want to It's not be. those egotistical niggas who just want to talk to hear themselves speak, right. man. We're we do. We, we do. On, we talk a lot of shit on our music. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. you know, it's a lot of hip hop. Like, you know, fucking, uh, <laughs> right. you know, who's fucking hip hop? It's, it's, it's competitive. Yeah. We ain't animals, though. You know what I mean? Damn, you know? But like, it's like, oh, these motherfuckers, they all right. They cool. You yeah, know what we saying? got a little like, etiquette over here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Normally, we're some hilarious motherfuckers, man, but we got. Man, we still fucked up from last night. It's six thirty <laughs> the next day. We went to fucking sleep about five a.m. Oh, and barely slept. You know, we got up, smoked. My boy ate, made four just, beats in one night. God damn! The first night we hooked this shit up. I ain't touched my equipment in two years. Y'all want them beats, man? We're gonna be posting them. You can uh, holler at spectacular. Get at me. Come right. Bring your appetite. Bring your little budget, man. Little tip money, and man, you're gonna have you a classic, man. Right. Do your research though, man. Any budget? Go back to for the life of me, spectacular. Spick S P I K. How you spell that shit? T A K U L A. And then, I know, man. It's sophisticated it's re- as fuck, but it's it's, 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 it's fucking retarded. Is what but it it's is. genius, man. Spell. Look up Jerb, Big G E R B. Look up Young Surreal, Y U N G S U R R E A L. For those that What's can't spell. What's gonna happen spell. when you're old, Surreal? Ah, uh, shit. I'm gonna be young forever. I'm forever young. Forever young. That's the fucking white boy singing. I'm always that gonna shit. come with a new style, so shit. it's always gonna be young, man. Shit. Yeah, no, already. But uh, real talk, man. That's that's a beautiful thing about hip hop, man. It keeps us young, bro. H O N G R E E, man. H O N G R E E, bitch. If you got beef with Hunky Records, you can eat shit. For new people that ain't heard, man, go back and look up all that shit, man. Trust no one. Leftovers, the two disc album, Hunger Pains, Unique, Fuck Love, and. Uh, the list goes it's on. It's all down. out there. It's on YouTube. It's on I promise you everything. can't go wrong. There's something for everybody. The production, you'll hear Spix production. You'll hear Jerry's bars. You'll hear me doing the food. Unique, uh, crafty, creative ass. And, and we ain't going nowhere, She's one of man. my favorite fucking MCs, man. Her man, she got a hell of a story. We're going to have to have her on here. She's yeah. holding it down for second ward. You know? First time I hung out with Unique, I went and picked her up and to get her eyes stitched. <laughs> she got her head split from some wild shit. Girl. She's a fucking she's she a real talk deal, about bro. pitbull in a dress, man. Yeah. I, I got some stories with her ass too. But yeah, that's the that's the homie, man. It's all love. It's all family orientated. And like I said, man, don't, don't. you're gonna see a lot of new artists. Well, not yeah. a lot. Gonna, let me rephrase it. Not a lot. Cause I, I, we don't like a whole lot of motherfuckers in our circle. We don't yeah. let a whole mu- lot of motherfuckers in our circle. Word. But really? you know, we are. Starting to be that way. We're gonna bring we have out. some people in mind, man. And yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be Anybody dope. Everybody that we get that behind, you're going to see them shine, man. Yep. I guarantee you that. And Everyone uh, you hear from Hungry is just hey, man. You know for sure that it's dope. And you heard the way Spig did it, man. He went out and met SPM. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jerb went out and tracked Spig down. I went down and tracked down Jerb. So it's like, hey, man, if you're feeling the vibe, you want to create your own sound over here. You don't want to be like uh, under the shadow of uh, anybody else's style. Like we we perfect that shit there, yeah. so come over here. We we'll get your sound right, and we're gonna keep it alive, man. And uh, Jerb's music is still gonna get put out back to back. So all the people who are just Jerb fans and don't really fucking care about me or Spig, don't worry. We got y'all right. niggas too. Got I'm gonna tell too. you, I'm so real. When I put out Jerb's ass, uh, last album, I took myself off verses. Just oh, I would for give the him fact, beats. 
that, that were I wanted people to, to hear be on my him. album. Yeah, like we ain't. I always said it in my fucking right in my magazine interview. I'm I'm cold Jerb's ice water. So it ain't that egotistical bullshit over here, man. Like you know. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's how we get down. Independent label full of real talented yeah, hustlers. If, if you got heat, if you come spit some heat, and you like a beat that I'm already on, or we have a song and it ain't been released, and you want that beat, we'll scratch that. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, man, if we do that shit for each other like, to finish hey, albums and to. Always since Jerb's first shit, man. This goes, like, this goes as far as uh, ghost writing, uh, vocal lessons from yeah. our singer. Asher. We write our own shit. Don't get it twisted. We, but, we you got know, you we though. Write, if y'all want, write. we care about the city that much to where if you need any kind of fucking help on some genuine shit, you ain't afraid to ask. For it. We don't fuck with no at all. Yeah. You can't teach them shit. But if you know, and, and, and man, look, our fee is never. Like a the kind of fee that a regional like a regular songwriter or a regular producer would ask for, or they would we, we should you, ask for. Well, we should. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I just didn't want to sound like the arrogant asshole. Hey, I tell you straight, you know up. what I mean? Like, yeah, no, real talk. I mean, it's you know, it, it's worth fucking... every dollar, even if it's a fucking dollar. Just come correct, respect the game. Don't treat us nigga like no anything less than you know what we are, man. Niggas right. out here living legends, man. We, we we got this shit, and it's from the streets to the music. So that's just a little backstory on some of the shit. Spit got a lot more shit. Oh, it's you gonna know, be a lot more, man. It's... I got a lot more to say. Hopefully, you know? I get this dude to drive another four hours so we can man. fucking do another podcast for y'all. We're gonna get it popping though, man. And uh, shit, just. Stay hungry, man. Stay tuned and shit. You know, fuck with that IG. I'ma stay pumping Instagram. I, yeah, they we, blackball we, me from Facebook and all that shit. We're look, we're looking for sponsors too for the podcast, man. So if you got mm-hmm. any kind of business, anything, we're gonna, you know, we're, we're gonna look run out you for hungry edibles, merches yeah. still being printed. We if got you got a business, on. any kind of anything, man. Hit us up. We'll um, you know, we'll we'll, we'll post you on our IG. We'll post you on the YouTube channel. We're uh, building the website right now. All mm-hmm. kind of shit, man. We got, you know, we 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 keep it on pushing, man. We stay hungry. We're gonna keep doing shit, man. You want to grow with us? Fucking get in on the ground floor, man. That's the yeah. best time to do it. it ain't never too uh, late, man. Just how let your boy. But yeah, shit, we'll show you shit. love, man. We ain't gonna, you know, we really don't want money. We want to do business with you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We want to. We like to see other. Um, business owners that are like us fucking get it. You know what I mean? Like, man, we, you know, we we are hungry and we fucking I love, love, I love it. I love it. People. I love the struggle. It's a beautiful struggle, man. I support everybody who's trying to come up. I want to fuck with only the hungry yeah. artists, man. I like, love I, the fucking... I, I, yeah, everybody loves it. a triumph story. You know yeah, what I mean? Man, nobody loves you while you're in the, your fucking grind. Ain't nobody's on yeah. top forever, man. Be humble, man. Because if you uh, come out cocky and you do make it, and when you fall off, nobody going to fuck with you, man. Yeah, Stay man. hungry the whole time, Those man. Those same fucking hands that you were shaking on the way down, dog. They won't even reach a hand out hey, to fucking man. help you fucking stand up off the ground. Or don't even... Hey, the same hand that it might reach out to help you out might be the hand that bitch slap your ass for right. not coming correct. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Just, you know, stay silent, man. And then uh, tune into that young surreal on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music. Really showing me. Some oh love, yeah, man. we're on all that shit, man. Like there you go, man. Shit. What the hell else, man? What else? We're almost at two hours, dog. So we 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 pretty good. Well, y'all, shit. Stay COVID free. Uh. Don't be a fool, rapper too. Wear your too. masks and wear rubbers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, there you go, man. Signing out. Yo, Surreal Spectacular. Stay hungry. Yeah.